Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. City. Uh, welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'll be the the host today, I guess. And then my guest uh, is Blaine. Uh, my chum Blaine, I should say. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, doing okay. Yeah, chum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, if when- you've played this game, you know there's some. Uh, uh, weird slang they got going on that you don't understand what it means at first <laughs> it, it's very strange it's very reminiscent of uh shadow run another uh, cyberpunk adventure that is near and dear to my heart uh where in that series uh they call friends chummers they'll say cheers chummer and things of that nature in this game they refer to like anyone that they're friendly towards towards as a choom and then there's other things as well like uh we were talking a little pre-show. There's Delta, meaning to get the fuck out of some place. There's um, Nova replaces Cool, which okay, and there are a few others that aren't coming to mind. Uh, just some random shit. It's to make it feel as though a lot of time actually has passed. Although strangely, it feels very much the same as present day in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into um, that, I guess. Yeah, so before we get going, uh, besides Cyberpunk, have you been playing anything else? Uh, no, not really. Like, uh, we did the show for uh, my show on uh, the RP, uh, Retro RPG Podcast uh, over Uncharted 2. I kind of blazed through that. That's only like a 9-10 hour game. And then I started playing uh, Cyberpunk December 10th. Uh, that was release date, and basically haven't stopped until two days ago. Uh, I just got a Plague Tale physical copy in the mail. I think I'm going to start playing that pretty soon, because I've been looking forward what, to that. Uh, a Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, Plague Tale. You played yeah, that? I have that digital. Yeah. No, I, don't, I haven't played it yet. I have it in my library. It looks baller. It's like right up my alley. I, I like things... Uh, Set either futuristically, much like cyberpunk. I, I love the dystopian future, you know, that of of like cyberpunk type stuff, uh, as evidenced by you know my favorite games being like Snatcher and Shadowrun and things of that nature. But I also really like uh, the setting of like the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, etc. You know, all those time periods in which like things like uh, plagues and you know 
rat infestations and stuff. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it makes for really cool visuals and they really go overboard on the plague tale. Uh, you just got rats yeah. everywhere. It's like, uh, it's, it's nuts. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, kind of the same way I was a uh, vampire when it came out a couple years ago. It's got a lot of similarities to that, uh, time period wise, at least and visuals. Uh, but I, it ultimately ended up being, uh, whereas I like vampire a lot, I, it also had just a lot of problems and I kind of, uh, bounced off of it after about 10 hours or so. Um, hoping I get through a Plague Tale. I haven't even looked to see how long to beat or anything. I'm guessing it's less than a 20-hour game, hopefully. But uh, other yeah, than that, that not much, man. I mean, I play a bunch of Fall Guys with with uh, the kiddo. And, uh, yeah, man, really haven't been playing anything else. Have you? I mean, Cyberpunk's pretty fucking engrossing. No, so I basically went from... Um Trails of Cold Steel 4, which is like a, like a 100-hour uh, RPG, to this, which is another 100-some-hour RPG, um, If I because I platinum it. I mean, it probably if you just did the main story, it would probably only take you like 30 hours, would you say? I mean, you could probably run through in about 30 hours, maybe even less. Like, I think if you know what you're doing, like if you played through before, you could probably get through the main storyline in under 10 if you played on easy. I really think you can, like, because you don't have to do all, any of the side shit. You can just run through. In fact, like, a lot of the mechanics in the game that make it, like, easier, like, uh, I, I broke this game over my knee, like I told you, because I, I put in a lot of points into uh, uh, blades and crafting, and you can just, like, not engage in crafting at all, even though it's, like, a huge part of the game. But if you really spend time with it, you can make your weaponry so unreasonably busted that uh, yeah. the game is just, it's like the combat and stuff becomes crafting. a non-issue. I got big into crafting. Um, but besides uh, besides this, the only other thing I played, I played, uh, I got my PS5 in between, uh, starting Cyberpunk, and it comes with uh, a game, what is it called? Something... Astro's Playground or something like that, hmm. where basically it just kind of it's like a five-hour game basically, and it just takes you through all the like new features of the controller and stuff. So okay, yeah. it's a it's a cool little platformer, you know, only five, short game, but that and then you know uh, it's one of those like choose your own adventure like type of movie games. Yeah, yeah, it's called. Uh, like the night shift one or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you played that one, right? Yeah, I, I, I played this one by the same guy. It's called the Complex. Oh, cool. It's okay. Yeah, I I really was... like Night Shift for some reason. I it's one of the like five games I've got a platinum on because uh, I did want to see all the endings. So yeah, this one was I think was as good because the endings are all there's like basically two endings mm-hmm. and the, the, there's eight endings or nine endings or whatever. <clears throat> One ending is just like you choose the wrong path and it's like dead at you you die at the very beginning type oh, thing. Cool. And then there there's four of like one path and four of the other are just variations, you know? Yeah. So I did it's okay. It's like one of those things where it's like I wanna like after playing a long, long game, I want something I can just sit back and yeah, kinda yeah. like a palate cleanser type thing. Sure. It's like eating sorbet after a big meal or something. Um, yeah, I did play uh, Erica. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it on, a, but I played that maybe a month or two ago. I think it was one of the PlayStation Plus free games, or maybe I actually paid for it. I don't remember which, but it's along no, the same lines. 
Yeah, I think it was free. And uh, I played through it. Like, I played through the whole game. But, like, unlike Night Shift, when I was done with whatever ending I got, I didn't feel like the need to go back and see anything else because, like, the acting was a lot poorer on that. And it was, like, a really boring story. So... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't care for it nearly as much. Um, All right, I'm going to hold off on that then. (laughs) I have that game too, so... I mean, you could probably plat it in like six or eight hours, and I know that's kind of your deal, so if you just were looking for an easy plat, I think that one's probably pretty easy to get, but uh, it wasn't for me, man. Like I said, when when I do those type of games, it's like I need a palate cleanser, so I'm probably going to start... I think I'm going to do Spider-Man next... The Miles, Miles Morales, Morales one. yeah, um, and then maybe we're gonna do a different game for the show, uh, Exist, Achieve, or something. That's what it's called. Yeah. Have you uh, so, done Full Throttle yet? No. No. Um, that's another one that uh, it's a uh, God Tim Schafer. I want to say Double Fine put that out. It plays like. Okay. Um, it, it's an old PC game, but they redid it for the PlayStation 4 a couple years ago. And it's like all new um, visuals and stuff. It's been updated to look really good. It looks It's like playing a cartoon, effectively. And I think cool. it's, a, it's about two months ago now. I played through it and got the platinum on it, and it took all of five hours. So there's another one if you're looking for, like, it's a very fun game with very funny dialogue. And it takes absolutely no time to get a platinum on. So if you're looking for a palate cleanser, uh, that'd be a real easy one for you to do. And I think it's like less than $10 on uh, the, the store. So Sweet. I'll look into that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to ask you is, have you ever played Deuce X? Machina? Um, yeah. No, no. And uh, I own them all <laughs> and have for a long time. Because the first one that came to console was on PlayStation 2. And it's famous for... Uh, having a picture on the front where they for it's like New York City but they forgot to put in the uh the twin towers or something and then shortly after its release the twin towers uh, were destroyed and they were like oh it's prophetic or you know whatever it was just like an accident oh, yeah. but uh it yeah I haven't played any of them like I said I've got I think there's 3 that came to console and I have them all and yeah it's one of those things where it's like one of these days you know and it just that day hasn't come in fact I was thinking about making James play through the first one with me yeah because i think you'd like i, I played the one on playstation 3 mm-hmm. and i liked it um i haven't played the ps4 one there's a new one that came out after that yeah yeah i've got that like, one like, like a special edition it, yeah it's along the same lines like apparently they get progressively worse story-wise and like uh some of the mechanics the things you're able to do like in the first one um, and this is, you know, purely all based off of podcasts I've listened to where they talked about them. Um, the first one, you have, like, choices that are just absolutely nuts. There are things you can do that affect um, the storyline in some pretty major ways. And, like, one of the things that stood out for me in the first one is, like, uh, you kill a guy in a bathroom, like, at the very beginning of the game in, like, this diner. And you can, like leave and run away before the cops show up like because someone's going to find the body soon or you can like actually decide to casually like sit back down and just eat your lunch or something and like the people 
when the cops get there, they, they don't like think it could possibly be you because who the fuck would do that? It'd be like a psychopath would like kill someone and then just go right back to their food kind of thing. And it's like one of the choices you have. So it has choices like that where, you know, you can really play around with, uh, how it works and stuff. But, uh, later on they, they move away from that a little bit or something. So, and again, I'm just talking from things I've heard because I haven't played any of them, but been meaning to for years. That sounds like a game I've played. I'm trying to think what that was. Um, it's kind of like the like a story game where it's not like a, an action game where it's like you choose your own adventure type game. What's it mm. called? Hold on, I, let me check my trophy list. Um, Maybe I'm getting it mixed but, up or that story with Fahrenheit. Um, yes, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I what am. happens in the beginning of Fahrenheit because you get to like kill the guy and run away, kill the not or or the guy gets killed and you I don't remember right. the whole thing, but like you could like sit down back down or you could try to pay and leave that's or you go out the back door. That's what that, I think that's Yeah, that. I mixed that I mixed them up. That that comes from me listening to podcasts about things and going, Ooh, that's interesting. I need to buy that and I buy it but then I don't play it. Yeah. That's all. That's also on my list of like shit to play, but my list is so long at this point, like it's un- ungodly. Oh, and it's hard to choose like what you want to play. I, you know, I have like <laughs> I will look at my game collection. Sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to play something, and I will have like two hours after work or whatever to pick something, and I'll spend the two hours picking something, and then have to go to bed. I've done that. I don't know how many times. Like uh, yeah, I think you're talking about Fahrenheit, or they call it Indigo Prophecy. There's yeah, that's what it's names. called here. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's what we've been playing. Um, so let's get into the actual show, and we break it down to a few categories: uh, gameplay, um, story, visuals, music, and I, I include voice acting in there too. If there's voice acting, yeah. Um, and then overall. And then replayability slash extra content. Alright, cool. Um, so we'll start off with gameplay. Um, it's a uh, first-person action RPG uh, where you have guns and swords, and it's an open-world kind of sandbox. Um, it, uh, it's kind of... I mean, it does... If you play The Witcher, it's kind of like that, but with guns. If if you uh, play The Witcher, kind of, yeah, it, it's very similar. Obviously, it's from the same, you know, company, CD Projekt Red. Uh, the main difference is in The Witcher, uh, it's um, what is that called? Third person view, where you you like see, yeah, top uh, Gerald. Top third yeah, you you see your character on screen, whereas this you just see like it's like a Doom first person perspective where you just see your hand or whatever, and which is weird because at any time you can take a photo and see your character on screen. And you can drive in third-person mode, like on a motorcycle and stuff. So, I don't know. I would really would have preferred it if I could have seen my character on screen because I didn't really care for a lot of the combat. You know, it's felt real silly to me um, and incredibly easy. And the AI was terrible on the enemies. Um, a lot of times, like you'd kill a guy right in front of another guy and they wouldn't see you. And then sometimes they'd see you from way across the way. Sometimes they wouldn't, 
uh, fire on you or get stuck into things or get stuck into an animation or, you know, and that's, everyone knows about all the just problems with this game not being actually finished. It feels more like a beta version, but, um, so yeah, I had a lot of problems with gameplay. I'll, I'll let you get into it and then I can expound. Um, well, the game is basically broken up into, uh, main jobs or like your main quest side jobs, which tie into the main jobs and kind of help you if you do the side jobs there's different endings based on that which is kind of like how the witcher was mm-hmm. and then uh you got your gigs from the fixers which are fixers are like i don't know kind of like the boss of the air like of a certain region kind of yeah there are people who find like jobs for you um yeah and yeah like <clears throat> i don't know it it felt like kind of weird too you just like go into a new area and people will just call you, hey, you're V, right? And it's like, you're not even famous at this point. And, you know, you got all you're these, just famous. all you had to do was wander into their territory. And they're like, hey, I got jobs for you. And, yeah. uh, okay, you know, that that the whole fixer system and stuff felt a little, I don't know. It just, it made it feel real video gamey. Um, and a lot of the times, like, it was fun to do, like, doing all the gigs, going into an area and, like, clearing them out, much like The Witcher uh, but a lot of the quests and side gigs and stuff, um, they, they wanted you to solve certain things in different ways. There would be like gigs where they would say, Hey, if you can, don't kill anybody. But if you do kill everybody, it's just like less money, um, or whatever. And it's like so much easier. I found very early on, like just laying waste to everybody is so much easier than trying to sneak the fuck around and, you know, turn cameras off and do all this stuff they're wanting you to engage in. If you just become a complete badass with any given weapon, which for me it was blades, I uh, maxed blades out to 20 pretty early and then uh, just kept feeding that last stat because you've got like a skill tree. Think of um, kind of like a Final Fantasy X uh, where like you once you unlock one skill or perk as they call them in this game, um, then it, it'll and get higher in that skill. Um, up to 20 in any particular one uh, it'll unlock additional you know trees that link to each other until you get to a final one that you only get uh, by getting to level 20 and on that last one you can put infinite number of perks into so um, you can potentially uh, put just ridiculous amounts of perks into one thing like I said I put I think it was eight or nine into the last one on blades where I was getting um like 30%, I think, additional damage whenever I critted. And then I had a, a sword called the Jinsu Maru, which um, through crafting, it was an iconic weapon. And uh, through crafting, I made it incredibly powerful. And it has a ability on it where the third attack enables you to um, deal double crit damage. So I was dealing like whatever double plus 30 percent so i would get like these you know um things on screen where it was like seventy thousand, eighty thousand a slice you know uh, sometimes way more than that too it was ridiculous like on some of the like i'd run up to like enemies in the beginning areas and i'd hit them and it would like clear like these huge like triple digit you know uh, i, I want to say like a hundred thousand plus numbers like they're only on screen for a minute and it would just be this huge number and i just laugh like oh that guy's dead you know but um <laughs> i was killing bosses like i said and i i killed the uh, the last boss effectively adam smasher i killed him within uh like three or four hits he was dead in seconds um really broke the game 
over my knee, especially since I also maxed crafting or very near to, I think I got it to 18. And for some reason, uh, not all weapons can be uh, crafted infinitely. Like I tried to craft Johnny's gun up and it let me craft it up upgrade is what they call it they let me upgrade it one time and then not anymore and it did that with a couple other swords too the scalpel and uh, the quote-unquote best sword in the game it's like called the tessamurga or something it only let me upgrade once but the jinsumaru i upgraded like 15 20 times and it just kept letting me do it and it just kept getting more and more powerful so i don't know if that was like an in-game glitch or, you know, part of their, like, Probably. certain weapons can't be upgraded more because they'd be too powerful or whatever. But um, you've got all kinds of different weapons. I'll let you talk because I feel like I've been talking a long time. But uh, I mainly specialized in blades, but there's, like, 50 different weapons you can use or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got your basics. It's just whatever real-world guns you can think of, like shotguns, blades, which it could be swords or... Um, if you want to go baseball bats, they have baseball bats or, um, they have like butcher, like all kinds of different blades, uh, knives, swords, you could throw knives, but I never, I never really got into that. No um, point. Yeah. There's this thing called mono wire. I never did that, which looked pretty cool, but I just never, yeah. I'm not, that's not my, that wasn't my thing. That um, was for like sneaking and stuff, right? It looked like a whip. I don't know. It looked kind of cool. I did the but, blades uh, for a while, like the whatever blades, but it was like much funnier because I already had I already had a katana. It was much funnier to do gorilla arms because you would like on the third punch those guys would go flying, or if you like powered your punch, and yeah. I kept getting glitches with that where it would either knock them out or kill them, and they would uh, keep talking even though they were dead or knocked out, and I I could even like walk over there and if they like cut their head off with my blade and then pick their body up and dump it somewhere. And like their head would still be talking. Uh, that's weird. It'd be yelling at me like, Hey, get over here. You know, whatever, you know, there's so many different cat calls or whatever for the different enemies in this game. But yeah. when you have a particular enemy on screen, they have like two, you know? So you'll, if that, you can't find a guy, you'll hear like the same thing over and over, over like, and it, it can get pretty annoying. But anyway, yeah, there are a ton of different weapons, and you really need to like figure out what you're going to engage in because yeah. uh, leveling any particular weapon is really hard to do, um, getting to 20, rather. So like you need to figure out what it is you're going to be doing. You can even uh, yeah. max level grenades. Problem, yeah, the problem with uh, also, though, is if you don't level up, um, what is it, the category first? Mm-hmm. Attribute. If you don't at, like, so say you're using, I was using rifle, but I didn't level up the attribute for a rifle, mm-hmm. so I wasn't gaining levels with it. Right. It, you have you can to only actually... level it up. Yeah, you can only level it, uh, up as high as it uh, that attribute is. And, and so that kind of problem too when you uh, get to twenty yeah. on that because I like like I said I maxed blades out relatively early. Like I say early, I mean like fifty hours into the game, and I played like a hundred and fifty hours, but um. When when I maxed out blades, it was like, well, I don't want to keep using blades because it's like not going. I'm not getting perks towards anything, so I started using gorilla arms, um, because uh, you know I was like, well, at least I'll get 
perks for this or whatever. And then I would put those perks into the final of blades. And then like whenever I got to an area that I just wanted to kill a lot of people fast, like that whole last area with uh, the avocados, if you choose to go with them and you're fighting like 30 people at a time or whatever, it just feels like they just oh, keep yeah. sending people. Don't, yeah, I would. Those, I, later, oh. those, those final missions are awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I should have, and, and I may do it just to, like, show how, like, ridiculously broken my character was. Because, like, as yeah. those guys were flying in, they would get out of the vehicle, and, like, before they all spawned, they would be dead. I would just run around the vehicle just, like, wildly slashing, and they'd just walk out and <laughs> fall over, and then I'd run to the next one. Insane. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. They are like, oh, no, more are coming. I'm like, nah, I got this. <laughs> the biggest problem I have with blades is uh, much like Uncharted 2, which I just got th- through talking about on my show. Um, they're just like explosive shit everywhere for no goddamn reason. I uh, guess yeah. it's for like people using rifles and guns or whatever so that you can blow that shit up. Um, but it's annoying with blades because if you just happen to be standing next to it, uh, you're not really looking for that shit and you'll swing away, hit it and your character will, will die because you know, you're right next to a, a settling yeah. tank that you just popped or whatever. And that happened to me. I don't know how many times. And it's like load times are annoyingly slow. So you're going to be waiting a good 30 seconds to a minute before you load back up. Well, on PS- PS4, yeah. PS5, the load times are really quick. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. PS4 yeah. was, was rough. The load times. Yeah. I mean, it's a big game. Um, it's huge. Well, the other th- uh, there's a couple more things I want to go over with weapons. Uh, there's a rifle and sniper rifle, and there's like a tech rifle, and then there's uh, there's like, two different types of like weapons, like a, like a pistol or a, ri- or a rifle. There's like a power rifle or a tech rifle, or a power pistol or a tech pistol. Mm-hmm. And the difference is the the power stuff can like ricochet so you can get some ricochet effects or if you're shooting like in the corner it'll ricochet and hit them uh, now i was met basically uh there's a there's a mission with pan am where you like go into that tunnel you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, you kill that guy and you get his gun yeah that was my gun for the whole that was my gun for the whole game because it was a tech rifle and if you charge it up like there's a there's a perk you can get where when you charge it doesn't fire after it's all the way so you can hold the charge and aim it you know mm-hmm so I would just have that charge, and I can fire through walls. Yeah. So, yeah. like the Mega so Buster like, on Mega Man, where you could charge and like shoot a yeah. really powerful shot. Yeah, that that was so cool. And there's so many um, iconic weapons, and that like I wish that was explained better, because you get a little blurb when you first get. I think it's the Crusher from one of the very first early missions. It's like a pistol you get off of uh, some guy. Um, but like it, you get a little blurb about it, but it's basically iconic weapons. You are unique. They usually have abilities that no other weapon in the game has, um, and you can't yeah. get them back if you sell or destroy them. They're just gone. Um, right. Which is annoying because early on I was just like selling everything just to get money, or breaking it down to get parts. And I was I saw that it appeared in my crafting stuff that like that item it would say like whatever. I thought it meant that I could make it, but no. Yes. Uh, unless there there might be a perk a little bit higher than where I got in crafting where you actually can make iconic weapons, but not that nope. I saw. So here's the here's the thing how it works. So. 
crafting, which is another part of gameplay, um, is you have to have the iconic weapon to upgrade it to the next one. Right, right. So when you look at the when you look at the like the requirements, you see the gun there. It's the lower level of that gun. Right. So yeah. you can't. So so if you get rid of it, so that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, I got the recipe or whatever to make it. I can just destroy it and build it later. And then I found out, I'm like, oh fuck, I need that. I need that gun to make the next version of it. So right. I'm, I found that out like a third of the way through the game. So I destroyed a couple. Like mm-hmm. one of the swords or something like that. And so after that, and the other thing is, they don't tell you that when you put it in uh, V's uh, apartment, it, like some of those will go on the wall as like decoration, which is kind of cool. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but I did read in the in the crafting. If you look at the perks, there's you know every time you uh, get a new perk, like for any particular thing, it unlocks these things. Sometimes it'll. Um, unlock like 10% more or 3% more or whatever you're faster with this type of weapon or whatever well in crafting at level I think it's 18 19 somewhere in there it's like I'm one level away from it I that's all I know it's like I'm in the high teens it says something about uh being able to make iconic weapons or something and yeah and I was like, well, I, I can already make iconic weapons because I, I got all of Johnny's items to legendary. I got the Jinsumaru, the scalpel, um, well, basically all the swords to legendary um, just to try out all the different iconic swords, etc. the stinger. Um, I think you're looking at the perk that will, if you click it, it will give you recipes for more iconic weapons. Oh, okay, but you still have to have the fucking weapon. Well, that, that'd be lame. Well... Yeah, there's a well. There's some that are, are you, you can only get by making them. So oh, okay. those ones you can make. So those ones you just need the the materials for. Like I know one of them uh, that you can make infinite amounts of is Obzob's nose. He's like this yeah. clown that has a grenade for a nose, and you can fight him. <laughs> um, well, it's Bozo backwards. <laughs> yeah, and if you beat him in like the boxing match. Then you get a recipe to make his nose, and it's like a really powerful legendary grenade that you can make a lot of. And I did; I made fucking like a hundred of those things, and they deal yeah, ridiculous really damage. Yeah. Yeah. He also had a side quest before that, so I did the side quest before I ever fought him. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to actually do the side quest uh, to meet him, and then like then oh, you okay. can fight him because I I did his stuff like he was one of the last ones I did. And, uh, like, his beat the brat, whatever, popped after I did that one quest where you, like, just go kill p- some people. <laughs> he's, like, he needs a driver, and he drives you to this place, and he's, like, wait outside, and then he comes out, and he's, like, screaming, and there's, like, people shooting at him, and you jump out of the car and kill everybody. And he's, like, I knew you were the right person for the job, and you're, like, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of jobs that, yep. I'm sorry, that were uh, ridiculous to me. Like, there was one... Where you go to this guy, and there, there's a ton, but this one stood out because I went to this uh, this guy or this lady that uh, had, I got hired by some father to go kill this lady because she had uh, ran over uh, his daughter. And he used the money that he was saving for her college fund because he was just like a, oh, yeah. you know. You like, go to her house? Yeah, and you can like kill her or she can pay you off and you just leave of course i killed her ass because i was like yeah fuck her she's killing somebody and then i like on the way out i'm like driving away and i hit like two or three people i'm like well eh, whatever and i was like oh yeah i had the realization like i'm so much worse than that person <laughs> yeah you're you're a pretty bad person in this game oh my god you kill so many people 
Um, so I guess you can we can talk about that part of the game where in the sandbox part of the world, uh, it's kind of Grand Theft Auto-y, but not as good. It, yeah. Like the driving, I thought, like, for like a dislike, I, I hated driving this game because I felt like if you're going fast, if you hit the brake at all, you pretty much are skidding everywhere. Like, there's, oh, yeah. you can't. It's so bad. I hated it so much. Um, and so, and also when you start, like you start in first person and it's like so weird to drive in first person and then try to look at the mini map at the same time That's terrible. and try to see where you're trying to see where you're going. And it's just, it's, it's not done very well. If they, if they done like, so if you make a waypoint or whatever and you have to try to follow in your mini map, they should have done it like they did the races where you just follow the line on the ground. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just annoying. And, and then, like, say you, you do run someone over, the cops will look, look for you for, like, 10 seconds, and then there's, like, really no consequence for it. <laughs> they did not give a shit. Yeah, like, sometimes, like, toward the end to get the last few levels on my blades, I uh, just, like, picked a fight with the cops, and as they sent more waves of cops, I'm just, like, mowing them down, and then I would uh, just run away. And, like, you know, I just killed, like, 50 cops. And then I ran <laughs> off, and three seconds later, they're like, ah, we're never catching that guy. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, right. I did play as a female V uh, because I much yeah. prefer to look at women, and you played as male because you were wanting to uh, have the sex side quest with Carrie, um, the the dude. So no, I get, I get no, it. I, no, mine was, uh, <laughs> I actually chose Pan Am. You know, um... But, uh, you can choose Carrie and Pan Am, and as a woman, you can choose Judy and River. So you, you can actually do them both, and it doesn't affect the other one. Well, how does it affect the ending? Uh, they, you they, choose? they call you, like, depending on whether or not you're in a relationship with them, they call you with the relationship dialogue for whatever ending you get, uh, which, like, Judy, um, on two, I, I, did, I did three of the four endings, and on two of them, like, she left town and seemingly didn't give a shit about me. And then on the one where uh, you play as uh, Johnny, which, you know, spoiler alert, you can uh, let Johnny uh, keep your body. Um, and we'll get into that in the story. Um, but uh, then she was upset and was like, pick up, pick up, pick up. Oh, my God, where have you been? And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just changes, like, some minor dialogue. It doesn't really change a whole lot, you know? Because at the end, yeah. like, you get your big ending, and then as the credits are rolling, like, various people you uh, interacted with in the game, depending on whether they're still alive, will call you and leave a little message depending on uh, what you did in-game. Um, so... Different people die depending on what endings you get and choices you make. So those people obviously won't call you if they're dead and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, what else we got? Uh, Gameplay-wise, I don't know. We, we covered driving. I actually like driving the motorcycles quite a bit um, because they were so fucking ridiculous. You almost couldn't... Um, like fall off of them you had to like dead on hit something if you like turned your wheel even slightly uh you would just fly up into the air 
So like, I learned that pretty early and I got really good at like, oh, there's a curb. I'll just jump this and just be flying everywhere on those things, which was really nice. And you get a pretty good motorcycle early on with uh, Jackie's Arch when uh, Jackie uh, dies, unfortunately. Um, he gives you or gives you the option to take his bike. Um, my, my buddy that played through this, uh, he like told the mom to keep the bike thinking that it would be like, you know, oh, it benefits the mother or whatever. All it does is you don't get his bike. So you might as well just be like, yeah, I want that shit. Um, always well, you can still go get the bike. I guess if you go visit her, you can still get the key. She gives you the key then. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's just lazy and didn't do that. Uh, yeah, he yeah, just, probably. he blazed through the game. Like he bought it day one as well. I want to say it's evil croaker in discord. And if you're not in discord, get in oh, there. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a real life friend of mine. And, um, yeah, he, he blazed through the game. Like he beat it within, I want to say like a week, two weeks, something like yeah, that. Yeah, real quick. But he didn't do like anything. He just like did the storyline and shit. So if you're listening and I'm sure he is, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. What a piece of shit. Yeah. What, what a waste of money. You paid all that money for that game. Probably brand new. Six, what was it? 60 bucks. And yeah. you got done in a couple hours. And he has no money. He's, uh. He's out of work and has been for like two <laughs> years because he's got a, uh, a bad heart uh, to, okay. the, to the point where he, he can't work. So he just like all the video games he buys, he, he gets through making money watching like uh, these videos online or something where like if you watch so many videos, they send you a buck or two a day. And he'll like get like money built up watching videos in the background as he's playing games or whatever. <laughs> and that's how he buys all his games. Um yeah, he lives with his uh, his wife, and she, you know, and he's in litigation trying to uh, get um, disability and stuff, but they keep denying him. Like his doctors are saying, "No, you can't work," and the, their doctors are saying, "No, he's fine," because they obviously that's the way our broken ass system works. Um, right. But yeah, he he like he's in need of a transplant pretty soon and stuff, which is unfortunate because the guy's really young, and I give him a hard time all the time. Um, but he really is a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Anyway, I guess I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other, another thing, uh, part of the gameplay is cyberware. Yeah. Uh, so basically it's, uh, implants and stuff you can get. So there's, you know, stuff for your head, there's stuff for your, like, um, uh, part of the weapons you can get like gorilla arms, which is like basically really strong hands. Uh, yeah. And then there's, there's a uh, mantis blades, which like blades pop out of your arm, like your forearms, which is kind of cool. It is, but, and you can put different abilities on those too, to where they're like fiery blades, ice blades, poisonous blades, etc. Yeah. Um, and then that's you told me about the double jump, so I made sure I got that right away, which definitely helps the game a lot. Like you can get to basically basically anywhere with the double jump. Yeah, it completely changes the game. And also, if you time it right, and it's hard to do, you almost have to look down while you're falling. You can fall from virtually any surface um, because you can, like, not do your double jump and just fall, and then right before you hit the ground, hit it, and then you're fine. Yep. I think if they're too far far up, like, the game animation takes over and you die anyways. It seemed like sometimes it would do that, and then, like, there were times where, like, I literally jumped off a mountain, like, from, like, Carrie's residence. I was like, I'm just going to jump off this fucking cliff, and I was fine. (laughs) I hit the bottom, and I was like, I timed it. I was like, 
And it was like, oh, no damage whatsoever, nothing. I just went on running. So I don't know if that's like a glitch from the game or I just had obscene timing on that one. But And then there were times where I would jump from like a much shorter distance, like a two-story building, and still die. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, stealth could be a, kind of a big part of the game if you want it to be. Nope. Like we were kind of talking about earlier, uh, there's a lot of stealth options, and you use your cyberware to, like, hack in and you can like blow up computer screens or turn it on so they they get distracted and then you can sneak up behind them there's so many things that you can do you know from lights to ceiling fans to pop machines to use to distract enemies and whatnot you can turn off cameras etc etc up to and including like everybody has cyberware that you encounter in the game so you can do stuff to them as well like uh, glitch out their legs where they can't move or you know their weapon where they can't shoot uh, give them yeah. effectively like poison and stuff like contagion stuff like that um, yeah. I wanted yeah. early on to to be stealth like when I built my first V yeah. I put uh, a lot of points into cool and within an hour or two of trying to do stealth I was like this is horrible because it's just not done very well and oh, when yeah, that, it would make the game like twice as long, it'd be like yeah. 300 hour game. It was, yeah, it was insanely boring because all the missions that you could run through quickly are now very, very difficult. And then a lot of them you'd be stealthing and you'd end up getting seen by something anyway and yeah. end up uh, having to just go to like fight mode because there's really no like. Once you're out of stealth, once you've been discovered, it's not like a lot of other stealth games where you can run off and they'll, like, forget about shit. They're just on you. They just... Yeah. And it's annoying. You can't, like, go hide in a closet or run off for a while and come back or whatever. They're just... Now you're in fight mode. So it was really annoying. I I, I was like, well, I'm just not doing this. Um yeah, it it's there if you want to engage in it, but I I didn't care for it at all. Well, there's some good cyberware you can use that um, is not stealthy too. I found a couple uh, where I've, uh, I got some chips uh, because I was trying to get the one where you can blow up grenades on people. Yeah, I so need everyone to get has that. a grenade. So I was farming. There's like a place you can go to farm it in those the Voodoo Boys. You know they have a bunch of net runners. Mm-hmm. So if you like. You can, pretty much just go and kill them and eventually they drop it well they also drop one called suicide where basically you just you pro like you uh hack into their cyberware and they make you make them kill themselves <laughs> Which, so i mean that's cool and if they're standing next if they're and if they're standing next to someone else uh they'll kill themselves too like it'll like branch out oh, uh, if you okay. if, if, if you have the perk of it there's like a perk where like i'll branch out like nearby other people so there's that one which is really good because that will like, because yeah, like you said, after a while you start bum rushing everything. So I'll kill like a first couple people, and then there's another one where it turns them into a cyber psycho, and they'll start attacking everyone else, and then they'll kill themselves afterwards. <laughs> so that that was kind of my game style. I had the rifle and I would just shoot through rolls and then have the their own guys attacking them to distract them, and that's kind of basically how I played the game the whole time. I, uh, yeah, that sounds fun. I just went in, um, they'd be like, all right, this is a stealth mission or all right, this is a whatever mission. I just did not care. I ran in the first guy I saw, I hit with a sword. Everyone ran out, started attacking me. I was just double jumping around. They have, uh, 
terrible aim. As long as you're moving, nothing seemingly ever hits you. And if it does, you've got uh, almost infinite um, medicine that you can just use at yeah. instant speed. So it's like whatever. You just heal, and I just run around one-shotting everybody. I could clear out 20 people, 30 people in seconds. I was done with uh, most missions uh, within, you know, three to five minutes. And that that's, if it wasn't for that fact, I wouldn't have, like, done every mission in the game. But I could get through right. them so fast, it was just like boom, boom, pow. Like, a lot of the gigs and stuff that actually have dialogue, I don't remember unless there was something... Um, noteworthy about it because I, I barely engaged i was just it was so easy i was just running in like it was it's fun to like feel like superman and just jump around killing right. people and stuff um and cutting yeah. people's heads off and yeah that's a lot of fun uh and that's basically how i handled almost every damn mission um yeah, yeah pretty the gigs, boring. they weren't the gigs weren't that engaging. Um, mm -hmm. I did try to sneak if it asked for me to sneak because there wasn't that many that like, hey, if you sneak, you'll get an extra bonus. So and I was I like, okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'll do it and see if I get frustrated, I'll just say fuck it. But I, I try to do that uh, through the confines of the game or however they suggested. Sure. But, but like, um, money's not an issue, right? Um, no, you get money like once you start becoming a badass, you can get money just so quick. Because you can just go to, like, the Voodoo Boys hideout, and there's, like, 20 guys there, and you can kill them all, get all their weaponry, sell them for several thousand dollars, and then um, do it all over again. Just rinse, repeat. Um, literally, you can, like, run two blocks away and run back, and they've all respawned. So right. <laughs> you just do it over that's and how, over that's again. How I farm that, that's how I farm that chip, yeah. And um, so easy. Uh, and there's then, one more thing go ahead. I forgot to mention. Uh, the hustles, which it's like, uh, there's like little police scanner things all around the map. Mm -hmm. And if the way, the best way I can describe it, like I put in my notes, uh, think of like the bandit camps in Witcher 3. So they're like everywhere. Yeah. They're like gang, little groups of gangs. Like whole, usually it's like they're extorting money from someone and you save them basically. Yep. Um, you have to get all those to get the, the trophy for the area. So Right, and I treated those much like I did everything else. In fact, uh, nine times out of ten, I just killed the guy they were holding up to and got a star because I didn't <laughs> give a fuck because uh, you could just, like, run off. I would just go in there and, like, I'd be, uh, like, slashing around willy-nilly because anything my blade touched just went down. So I just there'd be like a group of five guys and I'd just like jump over the fence or whatever and just whap, 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 whap and grab whatever the, you know, icon suitcase or whatever was. And then, you know, pop that and run out. I'd be out in under a minute. Uh, the, my biggest problem with those is some of them are hard to see on the map because they're like on roads that are pretty close to the same color blue as they pop. And, uh, I'd be looking for like, several minutes for one that was on screen and be like oh there it is you know i wish that they had appeared in like a more like a purple color or something like that um, yeah, the map was kind of annoying because it's like if you zoomed in stuff will go away but if you zoomed mm -hmm. in more stuff will come in and it's like it's i gotta find the whatever i'm looking for whether it's a regular mission or if it's like a, a side job it's like you gotta zoom in or zoom out and it's like a, the map was done pretty poorly in this game. It was really shitty, and in addition, like when you're using fast travel, 
a lot of things wouldn't pop on the fast travel map. It's the same map as your map, but you would have to look at your map, like put a marker on where it was you wanted to go, then go to the fast travel map and be like, all right, I'm going to go here. And it was annoying when they could have just had the exact same map be the fast travel map, I feel like. I don't see why they couldn't have. And uh, been able to be like, oh, there's a mission here that I could do. I'll just go over there instead of having to like go back and forth between your map and that map. And it was just convoluted, you know. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of problems with the game. It sounds like we're shitting on it. I can almost guarantee Cujo loves this game too. So don't think yeah. that I hate oh, this, yeah, game. I this game. Absolutely, there's, there's, love a, there's this game. Like, speaking of annoyances uh, and fast travel, since we're on it, <laughs> every time you fast travel somewhere, it's at a fucking crosswalk. No, so yeah. all you hear is walk, walk. Don't walk. walk. <laughs> Don't walk. Don't walk. I'm like, oh my god, I can't every time. It and pissed like, me off, and I got hit by so many fucking cars. <laughs> yeah, because you're in first person, so you can't see the cars around you. Yeah, and you get fucking wham, like slammed by a car. I mean, it doesn't kill you, but it's just like annoying as fuck. Because yeah. then you can't get up for like three seconds, and you're like, what the fuck. Yeah, you're on the ground, and then you get up, and every time it happened, it would piss me off, and I would blow up that car. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, boom. I bet you won't hit other people, motherfucker, because they would always stop, and if they didn't, I'd just run after them, you know, because the cars in this game are super slow, and if you get your athletics up high, you run very fast. Like, very, very fast. Up to the point where, like, most times if I was in the city, I didn't bother getting on a vehicle. I just ran everywhere because you can, like, go like the crow flies, jumping over buildings and shit. (laughs) And it was, like, so much easier than taking the map way, which was more like a... um, is that a Grommet or whatever, or like a Google Maps, where it'll give you, like, turn on this street to this street to this street. You could just, like cut through alleyways and so on and so forth it was a lot easier but if you're out in nomads land which is like basically think mad max the very first one it's just like a bunch of desert with very little in between um getting on a bike in those areas or a very good car like instead of taking the roads there like you would drive a car like right through the damn desert and it would make things so much easier um but yeah, fast travel it was necessary because this game is huge. It's got like this huge, huge map, um, but it was kind of annoying. A lot of the fast travel destinations you had to find before you could fast travel to them, and which meant you had to drive to like some really stupid locations. And then I think there's a trophy for all of them, or at least close to all of them. I think you have to get 120, and I'm not sure I got that yeah. trophy. Uh, I popped that trophy just by like you know playing the game normally, and then there's still some fast travel. So I thought you had to get all of them, but yeah, I think it's a certain number. I want to say it's one twenty, yeah. yeah. Which so I definitely popped that one. I don't know. Yeah, you you platinum a bit. I I wasn't trying to. I don't know if I got it or not. I'm missing like I think four or five trophies for this, and uh, you know I, those people that know me know I don't give a shit about platinums at all. Uh, I did consider platinuming this, and had I saved Takamura, uh, I probably would have just because I'm so fucking close. Like, if it, if it wasn't for that, like, if I could do Takamura's, like, I could do the other few within an hour. I could be, you know, I could have the platinum for this, but I would at this point have to play the game over again and uh, save his ass to be able to get that trophy, and that seems a 
bit much. So, well, like I was gonna bring up, uh, they're probably gonna do like Witcher New Game Plus, and there's gonna be additional content. Mm-hmm. And I think in like a year, whenever all the, like, um, when everything's finally released and all the bugs are fixed and everything, mm-hmm. they can probably do like a point five episode and do like a review on the DLC. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, it, I don't know. I bought a physical edition, and it comes with a. Uh, something that gives you all the D- future dlc for free uh i don't i assume they'll probably do the same for digital versions um so yeah I'll, I'll, it was? yeah and the physical it's in the uh opening flap of when you open up the thing it's like you get a thing of stickers and there's a little oh. thing that says like uh for future dlc and i think it's a qvc code or something like that but yeah Okay, I'll have, to, I'll have to put that code in. Yeah, it's it's whatever. I, I'll get to it when I get to it, you know. It's fine. But, yeah, it, I don't know. You you said, and that's like the elephant in the room, because everyone that's talking about this game, I've listened to, like, at this point, probably ten podcasts that were, have talked about um, Cyberpunk, and a lot of people are bouncing off this game because of just all the bugs that are in this game. This game... You know, and then it's got its defenders that are like, oh, Witcher 3 had a lot of bugs too. And yeah, it did. And, you know, Fallout and so on and so forth had a lot of bugs and still do, but not to the point of uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk has more bugs than any three games I've ever played in my life. Uh, for me, playing on PS4, it crashed uh, day one through, I'd say, 10. Every 30 minutes it would crash. Um, it did get better after the first update. Uh, I would still crash once or twice uh, a, a night playing, like in a two to four hour session. Uh, I would, yeah. It would crash. And I still crash, yeah. And PS5, I would crash every hour or so. And it's yeah. like when you did like a fast, like say you're playing for a while, and then you would, fa- like for me, it would like I'd play for a while, mission would be done, and then i fast travel to somewhere else. As soon as I like got to that new location, crash. Crash. Yeah, it was like it was almost like I could tell when it was going to happen for me that and whenever a lot of enemies got on screen crash. Um, Okay, it was was pretty bad about that. And then just all manner of glitches, everything from like um, I had crowds of people in a Christ pose, um, which I assume is from like when they're doing the modeling on these games. They put all the characters in a Christ pose, and if you're not familiar, that's like standing straight with your arms out in a T, um, as though Christ were on the cross. And they would just be standing there, and there would be 15 people in a crowd, and they would all be in Christ pose doing nothing, you know. Um, I never got that one. Up to and including, like, giant fights. Like, there's this one fight you can do. There's, like, um, those, I, I don't know what they're called in the game. I call them Trumpers in my mind because they're like the the patriots that are effectively like wearing cowboy hats and all that shit and there's like this rooftop party where you can go up oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's like literally close to 100 guys up there right right and then you can do this quest where you can uh beat their top marksman using a pistol they hand you to win his gun well, I wasn't about to do that because I'm not good with pistols. So I just like picked a fight, took the gun. So I killed everybody up there. Uh, 
and that that was a weird fight because everybody like people were shooting at me but the animation wasn't happening they were just in like christ pose so i'd see like people floating towards me as though they were you know jesus christ with their arms out and like getting shot but no animation of a gun or getting shot and then i'd kill them and a gun would fall uh, it was really surreal i wish i had video of that i i didn't even know like this is how old i am I didn't know that like you could record video and put it on Twitter and stuff until about two thirds of the way through this game. I've been playing PS4 for years. I just I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you if you hit that share button, yeah, uh, and if you hit like you think if you ha- if you miss something, it, it automatically records the last fifteen minutes of whatever you've been playing. Like it, I th- or maybe I had it set up that way, but I know that if you hit record, it it, it goes back a little ways. So it, if, like you did something cool. And you hit that share button, it'll go back like 5, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Which is wild. And uh, I learned that. I was like, oh, this is kind of nifty. And I uh, started sharing some of the things to my Twitter account. First photos, and then uh, I shared a few videos. But I had things happen like um, one of the ones was uh, I died midair on my bike. I was like 50 feet in the air (laughs) and uh, died, got like shot while I was in the air and flatlined. And then I guess I had saved while I was midair <laughs> and it respawned me. I was midair on my motorcycle, but I was like stuck in the air, like 50 feet above these guys all shooting at me. Oh, wow. And so like I snipered all these guys from like flying in the air, but then it wouldn't let me off my bike. So I was just stuck midair. And, uh, finally, like it did let me off the bike and I fell to the ground, but the bike was still stuck in the air. So I took a picture of that, that my bike is just like 50 feet in the air and it wouldn't come down. Um, I kept like calling to it cause you can call to it kind of like in the Witcher, you can call the roach. Um, you can call your bikes, but like all manner of funny stuff will happen when you call. Sometimes like your bike will spawn in a weird place or it'll just like keep driving. I had that happen multiple times where I'd like call my vehicle and it would drive past me and keep going and I'd be running after it. <laughs> just weird shit. Lot, lot of glitches, man. A lot of, a lot of them were really funny though. So yeah. whereas like it took you away from the game, it was fun to get like, some laughs out of this stuff. I like, I fought that obzob fight. He never threw a punch. Um, he just kept like making this motion to hit him. He was like, come on, oh, yeah. come on, but never threw a, a punch. He gets stuck in that hole. Yeah. He gets stuck there. That's a glitch to beat him. Oh really? Okay. Well, I didn't yeah. mean to do that, but got that. Um, and then I had enemies that would do that too, where they would, uh, like the noise would happen where they're like noticed me, but their animation didn't change and they'd just be walking around, like not doing a damn thing. Uh, and I would just walk up to them casually and like hit them once in the head and kill them. That happened a bunch. Um, so a lot, lot of weird glitches in this game. I told you about the one where I spawned or it saved right before I drowned. And like every time I, I logged in, like again, uh, I had to go back to because it would like log in one second before I die, die. And then I was like, okay, this is bullshit. So th- it's got a long way to go before, um, you know, uh, it's bug free. And then I posted videos of this. If you, if you're going to play cyberpunk and you haven't tried this yet, uh, find yourself a truck of any kind with a flatbed, pick up bodies, like open up the tailgate pick up bodies and throw them in the back of the truck 
You can also do this with a van. Uh, if you throw the body into the van, you have to like walk up to it and clip into it a little bit and drop the bodies. But if you can get uh, three bodies in the back of a truck bed or more, you will see some just hilarious things where the, the truck will just start bouncing around crazy. Like it's got the craziest hydraulics and then it'll start floating in the air um, <laughs> and just fly away and then appear in front of you again. It's very weird stuff happening in this game, guys. You still there? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. The only other thing I uh, don't think we had touched on is, like, the crafting. Like, we touched on a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, like, junk you can pick up. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can do that in Witcher. I think it's more like a Skyrim thing, but uh, you can break it down for parts, and then you can use those parts to build like you can make your own guns your own clothes sure. which the clothing in this game is kind of they got some cool different outfits and stuff you can get for v and he has like his t-shirts and all that kind of stuff but uh there is so many different styles of clothing it's just ungodly real how much they put in this game because you're probably going to miss half of what's available to you and then the stats on it can vary wildly um, you'll get like two hats that look the exact same, but one is completely different than the other and so on and so forth. And yeah, yeah the breaking down of junk, like you find fucking shit everywhere, you know, cards, ashtrays, this, that just, and, and at first you're room being it all up, but it does take up, uh, some of it does have weight to it and it takes up room in the very least and it's annoying. And there is a perk you can get, which at first I thought was garbage, uh, which ends up being yeah, a lifesaver. Yeah, because yeah, some of the junk awesome. you pick up, you can sell for 700 bucks, right? Um, right. But you pick up so much, and it gets so annoying going in and out of that to, like, break all that stuff down, I guess, physically, for lack of a better word, um, that there is a perk where it automatically breaks down junk for you, and you want to get that as soon as possible because that thing is a lifesaver. Uh, as soon as you pick something up, boom. They need to fix that perk, though, uh, I feel like they should where like anything over a like value over a dollar like you know like you were saying there's like gold necklaces you can pick up that are like worth 750 bucks but if you have that perk I'll make it breaks them down yeah which I at first I was like oh I'm not going to get that perk but like I literally didn't care I wish there was a perk that did it with uh, guns that were under a certain level too like any, yeah. anything not epic just break that shit down you or know. you just click a box automatically <laughs> yeah like choose yeah. to do that that would have been nice um yeah because like your carrying capacity even when you increase it and if you're wearing gear and stuff that can increase it uh is relatively low it's a lot like skyrim where you're like constantly managing like all this trash and there is so much stuff that you get in the game that doesn't have weight to it um, in the way of like mod chips and then uh, food, which I never engage with food. You could get like hydration status, uh, drunk status, etc., etc. Like I was carrying just loads and loads of food, and none of it was ever necessary for any kind of gameplay. Yeah. You know, you'd get the like food these. Food is kind of like an afterthought. Yeah, you get these little perks like. For the next 30 seconds, you would heal a little bit faster. Or you would have a little bit more health right. or whatever. And it was like... Not necessary. Never used it. You couldn't use it inside combat. So, bleh. And it was just... Yeah, you... Like, at some point, I had 
just pages and pages of this shit, you know, potato chips and, and pizza and, you know, meat and all this stuff, just ridiculous, like to a level that I've never seen in any game before. And it's completely just a waste of space. Uh, probably right. uh, attributed to why there was so many glitches. I did read um, someone that's like a game dev that makes games and stuff. They said that uh, the coding on this was insane because all the lighting is done in real time, which apparently takes up like unbelievable amounts of memory, which uh, is something you'll notice if you're playing the game. Like if a truck has its lights on or something and it comes around a corner you can like the lights will affect everything it hits from npcs to you know buildings or whatever as it's going by and so on and so forth if a cop car drives by with its lights on the lights will affect everything around it and all that stuff in real time which is crazy but they could have made it to where like they had those effects on some things but not everything or whatever and uh there's other examples, you know, just where they just really went overboard on a lot of stuff that didn't need to be, you know, just absolutely didn't need to be. Um, I don't know. I would have liked it if you could have crafted um, items like uh, you, you do learn craft recipes and are able to buy craft recipes after a while. But I would have liked it if you could have uh, put what stats you wanted to on a given item because there are like certain things that looked really cool that you wanted to wear aesthetically and then you'd be wearing something that was completely trash looking, um, <laughs> you know, and because it had good stats, you know, especially early on you're wearing like these, like as a female V I'd be wearing like a, a bra with a, you know, like a leopard print mini skirt and, you know, like a cowboy hat, you know, and it's just, no one would wear that in their right mind and it looked ridiculous, but right. whatever. Um, yeah, you just wear one. whatever's the best. Like, yeah, halfway through the game, you're only like wearing whatever's the best until you start getting like the Johnny outfit stuff. Which I really like his stuff, but it does it, his stuff even gets outclassed after a while. Um, at the end of the game, well, that's why you gotta upgrade it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, other than the shoes, Johnny shoes, the only thing I was wearing uh, of his, and then like even the gun, I quit using Johnny's gun after a while. I, yeah. I started using uh, the one that Carrie gives you, the uh, Guardian Angel or whatever it's called. That That's a really good gun, pistol-wise. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, and then there's, there's so many iconic weapons. Like, Skippy's really good. I chose the wrong thing on Skippy, unfortunately. So Me I, too. Me too. Yeah, because he asks you, it's like this talking gun. He's like, hey, do you want me to, like, kill people outright or do you want me to shoot their limbs? And I'm like, oh, just kill people. That'd, that'd be so much easier. And it's like this gun that levels with you. And uh, talks whenever you use it, which is like a lot of fun, actually. But after 30 kills, if you choose whatever you choose, it'll go to the other one. So, like, it it was really, really good for 30 kills. And then after that, it would, like, only shoot people in the knees or whatever. And, yeah, yeah then it gets to be completely useless. But whatever. Right. And that's, what, that's one of those guns where the bullets go to, like, they're, like, homing missile kind of bullets. So that's yeah. another part of, like, that's another, that's a different type of weapon. Yeah, I that's think. A, uh, that's, like, a fifth element right that whole scene <laughs> yeah yeah so um i think the only other thing gameplay wise um uh, which they introduce like it's going to be a thing they're going to do all the time but they only you only do it like a handful of times in the game it's the brain dances yeah which i thought like i thought that was pretty cool like when you first do it mm-hmm. 
and like you like you're trying to find clues. Like basically, it's like you're going in someone's memory, and you can play it back and forth. You can do it in third person or experience it in real life, real time. Mm-hmm. And you can like there's three different aspects of it, like visual, audio, and then like what's the other one? There's a in- third infrared, one. right? Gamma or something. Yeah, infrared, where you could, yeah. you could see like heat and cool and stuff like that. Yeah. So you use that to find the clues of what happened in this uh, in this person's memory, and you literally only do it like five times, maybe. I don't know. Like I played the many. whole game, and, and I was like, man, I thought there'd be more, or like a certain like section where you're, or like kind of like being like a detective and figuring that stuff out. I thought that would be really cool. Would have been nice. Yeah, it was really but, squandered because you use it on the one main mission, and I I thought the same thing. I was like, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to like this, and then. Really, you don't use it at all again. Like, you use it on that one river mission where you save his nephew, um, yeah, where, where yeah. there's, like, that sicko that... Uh, yeah, you go into his dreams, which is... That was pretty cool. That was, like, a cool yeah, idea. I liked that. And then virtually, like, there may have been one or two other times, but they, they bounce off me. Like, there was a tutorial one where, like, the guy robbed the quickie mart or whatever. And yeah. then there was like one other mission where a guy says he's selling you a brain dance. Um, but if you like actually do it, they just rob you of all, you wake up naked in a building with, with like yeah. none of your items and you have to like well, it's, find it's for the shirt. first mission of the game. Yeah. You're in the bathtub for the first mission of the game where you're trying to save that chick. So yes, that, that was same. kind of like cool, cool little like circles back type of thing. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're running around. You're running around naked. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, so, but, but the, uh, yeah. What else? So phone calls and texting is like a, a, an option. A thing. It's a thing where to start to, it's kind of annoying too, because like some of the missions you got like text and some of them you got a call and it's like, <sighs> if you hit call on accident and then you're like, oh shit, I called now. You got to wait for the call to go through. Uh, where you're yeah. supposed to text them. It's like, why can't I just hit the button and just do whatever it's supposed to do? Like, why do I have to, like, pick, call, or text? It was really annoying, wow. especially when, like, if Regina was the worst offender, the chick that, like, is asking yeah. you to find all the cyber psychos because she's constantly needing to be texted for some reason, and I would call her, you know, just think, oh, yeah, I need to get back with Regina, and you call her, and you go, hey, V, and it's like, why can't I just tell you I've got you on video phone literally right now? And you wouldn't have an option to just tell her whatever it was you just did. You'd be like, oh, well, hold on. I guess I'll just uh, not talk to you and text you back. And it's like, and it didn't make a lot of sense, you know, aesthetically. Um, But, you know, again, it is what it is. But, yeah, it was a really annoying thing. And it was uh, doubly so in that, like, people would call you seemingly randomly in the middle of other things you would be talking to someone yeah. else and then a call would come through and they'd be talking to you at the same time this other motherfucker would be talking to you and it could get really hard to like hear both people you know and they would call you for dumbass shit like hey i've got a car for sale and you're like i don't give a fuck you know <laughs> and got a lot of those calls early on and yeah i i didn't care for it i didn't i didn't really like the whole call you know whatever i i get that it needs to be there it is a game in the future of course you're gonna have a phone but uh it was done really really poorly yep and then the only other thing it's not really like a gameplay thing it's more of a story thing like you go into like the 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 web or whatever whatever that's called the cybernet or Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah but really it's just 
you walking around. It's not like any kind of. There's no skill or anything. It's just part of the story. Which. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah, there's. So, I think that's. I think that really but, covers gameplay. I mean, there's other things you can do. You know, there's like various types of missions, but they're all. You know, there's like boxing missions. There's. Um, uh, the cyber psycho missions, that, things that are different, there's, you know, that are that some stand ra- out. Some racing ones. Which I don't think you can even lose, or you'd have to almost try to lose. Um, no, you like, can lose. Believe me, I, I yeah, lost. Like I told you, I I literally flipped my car upside down and was like upside down for three minutes, um, and was like, well, I've lost this. And then like you can like shake your controller by wiggling the uh, analog back and forth, and your car will yeah. move, even though that's you know that's not how cars work. Um, so I'm upside down in this car that like my back wheels are popped. I'm literally on the rims and, um, like, Oh, I guess I've lost this mission and I keep shaking and it. Like I'm stuck on top of a partition and my car just will not flip over. And finally it does like I rock it enough. It flips over and I, I take off and right around the bend. It's like everyone was just waiting for me. Like, literally, really? not even 50 feet away. Yeah, they were just all right there. And I was like, oh, okay. And even though I had no back tires, like, I just easily passed everyone. I was in the Caliburn. And, Maybe uh, that's a glitch for your game or something. Because I feel like I could be way in front of them. Like, like oh, and they'd spawn right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, they spawn right behind you. Yeah, no, that, that, that was a thing, too. But, but like, it does it for you, too. Or at least for me, it was like rubber banding went both ways. It's like you're always 50 feet from the guys, you know. So yeah. it, it was like, I guess, like, at the very end of the race, if, like, I stopped and let someone pass through, like, they would win. But other than that, like, you always had a chance to catch up to people. It was just incredibly easy. Um, but, yeah. That's basically all the gameplay. You can uh, bone down, but you don't get to press any buttons, so... It's not a part of the gameplay, I guess. <laughs> yep. I guess, I guess it is. It's like it's both story and gameplay. Like you can romance people much like Witcher, and instead there are um, four options instead of the two in Witcher, and they do give you options, uh, gay options for uh, both genders as well. So that is something yep. that you can engage in and you can... Uh, you can go with, if you are bisexual, you can go with uh, both as well, and it doesn't affect the other. So that's another, I guess, gameplay thing. I chose not to bone down with River as a female V, even though he was the thirstiest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Um, I just didn't want to see his dick. Yeah. <laughs> not down with okay. that. Not down with River's dick. Um, All right. But I got well, with you, uh... Yeah. What are you going to do? What would you uh, grade gameplay? It's hard to say, right? Uh, because it is glitchy as all fuck. Um, got a lot of damn problems with it, which is fucking obvious uh, to hear us talk. But at the same time, like, I was never bored. I played this game 150 oh. hours. Like, I don't know what that breaks down to math-wise for my $60 purchase, but uh, pretty fucking good. Um, so it's, it's hard to say. Like, I... If, if it didn't have, like, the buggy problems and, like, they fixed the maps and they fixed the driving and so on and so forth, where it was a better, it'd be, like, 5 out of 5. But as it stands, I'm, I'm still going to give it a pretty good rating of, like, a, I'd say a 3.5, like 3.5, uh, because I, I, I did enjoy the gameplay. You know, I had a lot of fun with it. It's just, like, a lot of the systems that they give to you um, should have been, like, 
more fleshed out, like the stealth and the driving and et cetera, et cetera. But even even uh, saying that, though, I still had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, I'm right with you on that. Like it, it's got potential, kind of like Witcher esque, where Witcher at first wasn't great either. But then, like, when we replayed it, like, earlier this year, it was, you know, like, the best game ever. <laughs> so I think this has potential to be that, with like, Witcher-esque, but yeah. they still got a lot of work to do. They should have waited another year to release it. I, I mean, they, so. ha- they have put in a lot of work and a lot of different areas of this, ga- like, of this game. Like, mu- like we're going to talk about music. I thought music was great. Um, mm-hmm. Voice acting, all that kind of stuff. But... There's this, they, they weren't ready to put this out there. There was too too many things that were messed up still. So uh, it's I feel like it's if they do what they say, it's going to be a five out of five game. But right now, it's like like you said, three and a half. Yeah, it, it, it's rough around the edges to be sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, if you made it through that, <laughs> uh, first music break. Uh, Brent's pick main theme. Uh, it's just titled V. So this is basically when you start the game. This is the theme that plays. Uh, I listened to it. It's pretty. I mean, it's. I thought it was pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, there's there's very little like music that I actively hate in the game, but there are some that I do. But yeah, this is this is fine. I I listened to this a bunch because um I downloaded the wallpaper for this like a year ago, and this is the music that plays uh, when you have the uh, cyberpunk wallpaper. I think. All right, so here's V.
Okay, that was V, uh, the main theme. Next, we're going to talk about story. So if you want to go take a pee break now or pause, uh, yeah, this is probably going to be another a long. It's going to be a long uh, part of the the podcast here. It's a big story, <sighs> um, but it is very. It's it's written by CD Projekt Red, who the, who did Witcher. Um, I don't think they had as much to work with uh, with this story as they did in The Witcher, but the characters are very fleshed out, and everyone is their own. They're not like two dimensional. Everyone has you know a whole well roundedness to them. Yeah. Like as you as you give your love interest, they have emotions and they have backstory and like there's you know there there's reasons for why they act the way they do. So it's kind of, it's really uh, really well done. I thought. It's it's incredible. Like the the level of voice acting, especially uh, the talent, is ninety nine percent just insane. Yeah, just insane. Uh, the one outlier for me was um, Keanu. Believe it or not, like I love Keanu Reeves, but a lot of his sections did feel a little phoned in, and I can only imagine that's because um they uh, they asked a lot of the the voice actors for V and Keanu they they had so many different choices in dialogue and stuff and so many different ways that they had to go that like Keanu especially sounded really bored a lot of the time <laughs> like he was kind of half phoning it in but, uh, but I lo- I love I thought Keanu was great in this I loved him so. oh he he was I loved the character that he played uh, I would love to see a movie based on Johnny Silverhand um, yeah. g- great stuff you know and I love Keanu just as an actor even though like he's honestly he's a terrible actor I mean let's be real he he can be Keanu um, like anytime he's tried to do anything outside of like cool guy or badass like it has been terrible he was horrible in Bram Stoker's Dracula. He was horrible and dangerous liaisons. Anytime you ask him to do an accent, that is not something Keanu can do. He can only do, you know, American surfer guy accent because that's the way he talks. Um, yeah, he just, he doesn't have that talent. He can't do a British accent. He can't do country, you know, anything like that. Um, I don't think he's particularly good at comedy, even though I love like the Bill and Ted movies. Um, yeah, he, he's just not that type of actor. You know, he's more of an action packed kind of guy you know or like romantic comedies things like uh what was called whatever november or whatever that he did with the few years ago with uh charlie theron and stuff like that like i really like him in one type of film and that's like john wick that's um the matrix mm-hmm. that's um constantine mm-hmm. those kind of roles and uh johnny silverhand is uh, right in line with those things yep mm-hmm. okay so um I guess we can start the uh, story. Yeah. Uh, you start as <laughs> you start as V, and there's three starting paths you can choose: um, Corpo, Street Rat, and Nomad. Um, I chose Corpo, where you basically start off in Arasaka as a. Uh, I, I don't. I, get, I think you're still kind of a merc at, in Corpo, right? Like I, you're, I don't know. You're a bit like. I, I, you're, there's missions to do and you gotta go do things, but it doesn't really explain what what it is because you you go into the building and your boss tells you to double cross his boss and then you go to start that mission because you got to meet Jackie. Uh, I don't know if you meet Jackie in the other uh, all three two. You do meet Jackie in all three. Yep. Now I'll tell okay. you how in the other two, but tell me about Corpo because that's the one I didn't do. 
So yeah, you uh, you start off in the Arasaka building, and your boss uh, calls you into his office, and he's like, "This bitch is trying to get it, like, take my job." Like at first, it shows him like he kills like this boardroom of people, and, and then he's like, "This bitch trying to kill, like, you have to choose me or her," and so of course you choose him, and then you have to go meet with Jackie to get some information, and. Uh, when you go meet Jackie, then the other uh, Arasaka guys meet up with you, and they say you're pretty much say you're fired, and they go to kill you. But Jackie kind of stops them because they like basically rip your cyber uh, cybernetics out of your out of your body, or like they turn off your cybernetics that the Arasaka gave you. Mm. Like those aren't yours or whatever. And so like Jackie kind of like protects you from them like finishing off. They're like, ah, oh, we got better things to do. You don't. You're worthless now, anyways. Type thing and. That's when uh, you start the the Mercs part of your your life. Right, so. start becoming chummy with Jackie. Um, yeah, yep. in, in the Nomad, um, you start out. It shows you at some uh, in the middle of nowhere gas station slash mechanic type place, and you're looking into a mirror. You look down at a patch on your arm that says the Breezers or something. One like one of the gangs. And you rip it, off, rip it off, throw it in the trash, and then walk out and talk to a mechanic who says that your car is broken. You can tell him to move aside, and uh, you fix your own damn vehicle, and then you go to drive off in, like, a small-town sheriff, uh, a la every bad movie, you know, from the 90s, 80s, etc. You know, him, you better be making your way out of town, young missy, or whatever, you know, kind of thing shows <laughs> up and uh, kicks you out of town. But you have to meet up with a client who ends up being Jackie. He's waiting for you at like a uh, old busted uh, mobile home. And he has something that he's stolen from Arasaka that he needs you to get across the border into Night City. And so you guys have to go through the border. There's a number of ways you can do it, I think. Um, I ended up bribing the border guards. You get through and the item that you ended up stealing from Arasaka was a uh, iguana. A live iguana and uh, animals of any sort are incredibly rare because almost everything is dead in the future, apparently. So, like things like cats and dogs and stuff, there's allusions to how rare they are. And apparently, an iguana yeah. is uh, something very exotic and expensive. So, you sell that to get some money and end up becoming good friends with Jackie. And then the story progresses as per usual. Um, each uh, storyline does have like some quests later on. I can't speak to Nomad because I only played that about four hours, but in uh, Street Kid, you start out as uh, you're just coming back to Night City after having been away for two or three years. Um, you meet up with uh, your local bar, your friends with the bartender there. He has uh, fallen into some problems where he's going to lose his bar. He asks you to do a job for him. You go to this uh, fixer upstairs of said bar. He says, uh, hey, I need you to go steal this uh, incredibly rare car from a parking garage. It'll be easy. We've got uh, an inside man that's um, going to let you through. Turn off all the cameras for 15 minutes. All you have to do is steal it and bring it back here. You go to steal it, and someone else is trying to steal it. It is Jackie. Um, you both get arrested and do uh, some time or run away together, one or the other, like get away from the cops or something, and end up becoming friends. And then, yeah, from there, it like the storyline continues normally. Now, there are some missions that uh, 
you can only do as Street Kid. I, that's what I played through the 150 hours on. Um, later on, that same fixer, he's a real piece of shit. You can go back to him, and he's got a mission that he will give you where uh, you can... Um, Which fixer is it? Uh, he only has one mission, so he, and he's got a big fat guy next to him. I don't remember his name. But you can go to him, and he'll have you. Uh, he says that he knows of a drop for some. Uh, uh, what is the name of the the MCOR, whatever, the uh, Militech? Um, yeah. That they've got some super gear that is inside a van that is driving through town, and he knows where it's at. And so uh, you can agree to this, and then you go to this uh, van, and they get the drop on you, and like he goes with you him and his little fat compadre and they're like oh we'll keep a lookout over here and you go in and like kill everyone and then uh, we'll split it 50 50 and you open up the van and it's like not militech shit at all it's uh just like some garbage ass clothing and you can uh then go find him and i guess while they were looking out someone killed his ass so like him and his little friend are dead on the ground and you can like grab all their shit and then mission ends so you get that mission, which I think is exclusive to Street Kid. And then there's yeah, one know. with uh, the bartender again later, which I don't know if it's exclusive or not, where he asks you to follow his um, wife because he thinks she is cheating on him. She's not cheating on him. I forget what she's actually doing. Uh, oh, she's pregnant and doesn't want to tell him or something. Um, no, what? Oh, okay. I, I had that one. What it is is... Uh, her whole skin has been changed. That's he right. thought she was cheating on him because the kid looks different, but she had her whole like body changed, and you can like tell him or not tell him uh, that she's cheating on him. Yeah. And I I told him the truth, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, now I get it, because that's why my kid looks like this." Blah blah blah. So that's yeah, all that I, one was. I, I told him too. Yeah, but so yeah, that's the bartender that needs help if you play Street Kid. Um, he's going to lose his bar at the beginning of the game and you're like old friends with him or whatever. And yeah, that's basically it. All roads lead to Jackie. And then from there, like basically the scenario is the same. You do get a lot of dialogue options throughout the game, depending on uh, which one you choose. Sometimes you'll get dialogue options that'll say like street kid or corpo or nomad, whatever you chose. And then you get a special dialogue where like, if you lived that lifestyle before you might know something that the others didn't. One of the most notable ones for me was there is like a, uh, a gig where this place was getting, there were a gig or whatever, where this place was getting robbed. And one of the, like, they've got guns on this guy and you can just, you know, you can blast them and win that way. Or you, you can, uh, like, use Street Kid. There's a dialogue option that says Street Kid. And if you use that, you'll, like, say, hey, uh, didn't you guys know this place was the Voodoo Boys territory or whatever? And it's like, they're, they're watching the place right now. Matter of fact, you see that guy outside? I happen to know that that's whatever of the Voodoo Boys. As soon as you step outside, they're going to fucking ice you. And they're like, oh, shit. I knew we shouldn't have robbed this place. And they leave without robbing the place because you had, like, inside knowledge of, like, the local gang. Mm-hmm for that area which is kind of cool um that's cool but yeah so not a lot of difference between the three but it does add some some replayability and uh we'll get into that on replayability but it it is neat that they they give you different scenarios allowed to you know choose different areas in which you want to go and so on and so forth so but as per the story uh, (laughs) uh after you 
whatever path you choose. Uh, you and like basically it was like a a montage of you and Jackie basically like the next Partying. six months doing yeah. jobs and get like you found your apartment and find some other things. <clears throat> Shows you interacting, you know, makes mm-hmm. it like you guys have been together for a while. And then there's a job. The, the first job you guys get that you start playing is called like a, it's like a rescue mission. And we kind of like uh, talked about this earlier, but uh, where you go back to that mission later on if you do that brain dance. But uh, mm-hmm. you go and basically have to save this chick that's uh, in a. They're they're harvesting for her for parts or something, right? Yeah, they're gonna take like all of her like high end uh, cyberware and stuff. They've got her in an ice bath with another guy that is dead, and she's not quite dead, but uh, she's got a a shard in her brain that is preventing her uh, trauma team shard from like calling the trauma team to come save her life so you find her in the bathtub you have to like either kill everybody or sneak past everybody and then uh call the like take that chip out trauma team comes and picks her naked ass up and uh saves Mm -hmm. her life and she gives you another mission later on about something and and there's a couple ways you can actually kill her after that mission that's uh one way that can go down where like you disagree with like whatever it is she's doing or you can like agree to what it is she's doing because she's kind of like a resistance in a resistance group against Arasaka basically. So you can, you can go either way with that too. I don't think it affects like literally anything except her storyline, but yeah, it's, it's cool that there's differentials in storyline for almost everything. Yep. <clears throat> uh, so after that, then uh, basically you meet some like of the, the more of the main characters, you meet the Ripper Doc guy, you meet Jackie's girlfriend, who's like the tarot card girl. Mm-hmm. What, do you remember yeah. her name? Yeah, Misty. Misty, Misty and then uh, Vic. Vic, the older Vic. Ripper Doc that used to be a boxer. And uh, what a Ripper Doc is, is basically the one, the, they're the guys that put the cyberware into your body. Yeah, they're like a, a doctor that can give you all kinds of different stuff and like, they kind of fix you up when you're busted up too. They're kind of like a one man, you know, hospital. Right. Uh, so then, uh, I think there they, you find out like a big job at the Arasaka building. Is that when you find that out? Uh, no, like, uh, Jackie, he, uh, gets a job through, uh, Dexter Deshawn, who's like this guy that was a fixer that was famous uh, a few years ago, but then like disappeared, and now he's back and uh, offers Jackie a job, but he wants to meet with you first. And okay. yeah, he's like this big, fat black guy with dreads that immediately comes across as like maybe not the best of guys, and he wants you to um, go get a uh, flathead from this gang. I think it might be the Voodoo Boys. Um, and a flathead is like a robot that can, it's like a spider robot that can crawl on walls and go into vents and all this stuff because you're going to need it to rob, uh, Arasaka, right? Right. You, it's Maelstorm who you go to. Oh yeah, that's right. Maelstorm. Yeah. They're the ones that like really like fuck with their whole body up with like, yeah, they look um, fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they, they'll have eyes. There's just like a light there. Like there's like a camera in their head basically. Yeah. They've got like six eyes. You don't no nose anymore and stuff like that. I mean, they really go over the top when it comes to their cyberware to the point where they're like basically not human anymore. Right. Yep. 
So yeah, you go and uh, retrieve that, which is gonna was supposed to help you in the mission um, that was coming up. So that's you do like a few missions with Jackie, and you, it makes it seem like this is how like the game is gonna be. Because right. like you meet Jackie, and then there's the, there's like the 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 chick that's like the net runner that like gives you like the first training mission. Yeah, you know? uh, T Bug. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't remember her name. It's been so long. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously, like we're, uh, we'll get to, it, but they uh, they don't make it past that first few missions. Yeah, they. So T Bug and Jackie unfortunately bite it. Um, which is weird because I felt like. I felt like they're like gonna get to where if they their soul gets trapped into cyber the cybernet you'll be able to save them. I thought they were gonna go with it, but nope, they're just dead. Yeah, totally you can dead. you can talk to Jackie in one of the endings very briefly, um, but he's like not all there. So basically, all he is is a memory. He's not because yeah. there's a way you can save like you can save your consciousness, but mm-hmm. since he was dead already, all he is is memories and like. You can tell what he's trying to say, but he can't say anything new. Right. Like, at the, at the end of the game. But, but anyways, we're, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, but... They, yeah, you have to go to Arasaka. They want you to... Deshaun wants you to steal a uh, a special chip, uh, and it, like, uh, the leader of Arasaka has it in his uh, bedroom somewhere. You have to go into a brain dance of this... Um, prostitute and she's the one that has, they're called joy toys in this but she's the one that's hired she's a doll it's a, a doll type of prostitute. yeah they're like a different type of made right they're like flesh and blood but they're made to be uh for pleasure right they're like a real person but they do like they do like a personality test and like a computer will take over their body and then they'll talk to you like as a different person. They're just like the host of that, right? Consciousness type thing. But she, uh, her, you know, she, you're able to record everything, you know, through your brain, and they can read it to make these brain dances, um, right? Which are effectively like the movie Strange Days, if you've seen that with uh, Ralph Fiennes. Um, it's effectively the same exact thing where you can like everything you see and do is videotaped and you can review it later and then other people can watch it. But in more in depth where they can like slow things down and and uh, you can check sound, uh, temperature, everything. And you she comes to Deshaun and says, hey, I know he's got this expensive shard in his room or whatever. And she went to go sleep with this Arasaka guy and uh, gives you. Yeah, the son of the main guy, and then gives you this brain dance to uh, understand where it is he's got this thing hidden in his house. Uh, you figure that out through reviewing her memories of their sexual encounter. You figure out it has to be in like a very cold area and blah, blah, blah. Just to fast forward this little bit, and it's in a corner of his uh, room, and then you have to go there with Jackie to break in to get it, but while you're breaking in and you grab this uh, chip up, uh, you have to hide behind this TV screen because the guy comes back, the son of uh, Arasaka Sr., who's like 150, 200 years old, something like that at this point, Like, because people can live a lot longer in this scenario because they figured out how to extend life, rather, but only for the very rich. Right. So this guy is like super old and his son 
uh, has been wanting to take over and uh, he's getting reprimanded by his dad and his son just out of nowhere is like, I'm just going to strangle this old bastard and kills his dad right in front of you and then um, is going to use you, if I remember correctly, as like a scapegoat as to uh, who killed him, right? I don't know how like you get caught. You get caught and you make break for it, basically. Yeah, you have to run the fuck out of there, which you do. Um, but Jackie gets shot the fuck up on the way out. Um, you put the shard in your head so it doesn't degrade because it wasn't a special case, and yeah, that you gets fall and the case gets damaged somehow. Yeah, and you have to put it in your own damn brain. Like Jackie puts it in his for a while. But then you put it in yours because he's dying, right? And you get in the back yeah. of the car. Jackie dies. And then I think this is the first time we see Johnny. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I've played this. Well, you get, well, you, uh, you meet, before that, you meet a couple of, like, characters that play a big part of the game. You meet, uh, what's the, what's the final boss? What's his name? Big Adam guy. Smasher. You meet Adam Smasher in that part, in this part. And then the the talking car. Oh, Delamain. Delamain picks you up. Yeah, there's so. a talking car service. It's like run by an AI that calls himself Delamain. He's basically a very expensive taxi service. Um, and he has his own set of missions in the game where he has these children, quote unquote, that are like his taxi cabs that each have their own personalities but want to branch out on their own. That can be solved in many different ways. I mean, there's a lot of side stories that tie into things that aren't necessarily part of the main story. Um, right. And this is like one of them, but just as far as the main story goes, um, so you get a, you get this chip, you have to put it in your brain, but you end up getting shot. It hits the chip to where they can't take it out of your brain. If I remember right, you, you have to leave it there. And it turns what out, happens is, go ahead. Uh, they, oh, this will happen. The net runners catch you. They fry the, the chick. What's her name? The, the black chick. Oh yeah, T bug. She get, T bug gets fried, mm-hmm. and then that's how they find out where you're at because they uh, they can the net runners uh, can see where your location is. So you make a break for it. Um, as you you get you get away, but Jackie dies uh, as you're getting away. Uh, you go meet um, the fixer guy. What's his name? Dexter Deshawn. Dexter. He double crosses you. Um, and shoots you in the head. Well, he shoots you and then it hits the chip. And if you die, but then you get brought back to life by Johnny, right? Right. Yeah, Johnny wakes you up. And who Johnny is, he's like this, like, almost think like Kurt Cobain. I don't know. He's played by Keanu Reeves. He's this guy, Johnny Silverhand. He's literally got a silver arm that's like cybernetic. Um, and he's just like a cool guy rock star that uh, died way too early. But instead of like in the case of Kurt Cobain he died early in that he was also a I guess for lack of a better word a terrorist although he was fighting against corporations and stuff so depending on like from my perspective he's a pretty good guy you know he's not a terrorist in the way that like Bin Laden or something was Um, and he in his life like even though he's famous and rich and shit from he's the lead singer of this band called Samurai um, he decides to uh, storm Arasaka Tower back in what 2050, I think it is, or 2025. Yeah. And it's uh, really, it's like 2022 or 2020 or something like that. Yeah, because it's like, 
50 years go by. So I think it's like 2025 or whatever. But um, he decides to storm Arasaka Tower. His whole plan is to like blow the thing up. You get to play this as a flashback and you get to play as Johnny uh, a couple, three times throughout the game, which is really cool because Johnny is a complete badass. Um, has yeah, a one hit kills. Yeah, has a very <laughs> special gun that is super good. It has a uh, melee attack, which each uh, weapon has a melee attack, but his is special in that it just like shoots a burst of fire that can just like catch people on fire. It's really wild. Um, yeah, he's just complete badass. Heals like super fast, like he almost can't die. Um, so yeah, he storms Arasaka Tower, but it ends up dying himself. Um, and then it's thought that he's, uh, you know, just gone. But what Arasaka has done is, uh, imprisoned him on this chip, uh, because he's got this program called soul killer, right? Where you can take someone's entirety and turn them into an engram, uh, where basically everything they ever did is like on a chip, their whole life, their soul is basically on a chip and now this chip is in your brain and it is slowly turning you into Johnny. It's slowly taking you over as V and turning you back into Johnny. And at first he's kind of like all about it and will do anything to uh, further his cause. And he wants to like take over, but slowly he becomes friends with V and yeah, I'll let you go from there. Uh, let's see. I think after that, um, you're go like well. You learn that basically that chip is slowly overriding V, mm -hmm. and the so the, basically the rest of the game is you trying to uh, find a way to get the chip out of your head or get Johnny out of your head. Um, so I think what's the next mission? Like what what happens right after that? You as far as story goes, well, um, yeah, Terasaka finds you um because uh Deshauna shot you in the head and he learns yes. of Arasaka's um uh in involvement and suspects that his son killed his master because he's like old man Arasaka's bodyguard right well yeah he's uh old man Arasaka's bodyguard he thinks you killed him so he tracks you down but when he tracks you down uh he I think they turn on him too Mm -hmm. And they try to kill him because he knows too much. So then he takes you to the Ripper Dock, v, you being V, to the Ripper Dock to get fixed up. Yeah, and through dialogue, you like he learns that you know you had nothing to do with it. You were just there because you're a common thief, you know, merc, whatever, <clears throat> and are being used as a scapegoat for the murder that uh, this guy has committed, you know, the patricide that this guy did. And, uh, yeah, he wants revenge. So he uh, thinks that if you can reach and talk to uh, Arasaka Jr.'s sister, that uh, he will be able to convince her that, um, you know, her brother killed her father. Uh, but she's very hard to get in contact with, and he comes up with this, like, convoluted plan She's going to be talking during this big parade. You have to take out all these snipers and such to be able to get him on this blimp where she's going to be addressing this crowd. And uh, then from there, he takes her to a motel room. And at this point in the game, they don't tell you that he can die, but uh, he can die. 
if you don't go like that, you it gets broken into by these uh, Militech type people, and uh, the floor falls in, and you all like fall, and they're trying to get her back because she's, she, and you know, she's effectively like the queen of night city you know she's like incredibly powerful and influential and mm-hmm. has a ton of money and so on and so forth arasaka like controls everything and uh he's trying to convince her she doesn't seem 100 percent convinced and then the floor falls out from under you and if you don't go back like the the game is directing you to like get out of there as quickly as possible which is what i did because i didn't look up any spoilers right. for this uh but you have to go back and save his ass or else he'll die um, so if he dies, you can't get the devil ending or you won't pop the trophy. You can get the ending, but you won't pop the trophy. But, uh, then she calls you after whether or not he dies, she'll call you and want to uh, set up a meeting to, uh, you know, she knows that her brother or is convinced that her brother, uh, killed her dad and she wants you to do something about it. And I believe this is the point of the game. Uh, and I, I may have skipped over some things like at some point you meet up with alt and alt is like Johnny's ex-girlfriend who ends up being part of, uh, you know, the internet basically. And, uh, she helps you out in various ways and so on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there, but I'm just trying to get through story cause it's so fucking huge. Um, yeah, but you were hitting the main, we're hitting the main points. Uh, I think you meet, uh, one of the love interests, Pan Am. I just want to bring this part up where, there's another doctor that basically designed the chip, and you go to uh, basically um, capture him. Uh, there's like a there's a whole plan where you meet up with this crew, and you shoot down the the ship that as as a, or you know you do an EMP uh, charge and it makes the ship uh, fall in the sky, and then you uh, capture this guy. Well, part, the um, you meet uh, this basically band of Nomads and Pan Am's one of them, and she's like part of this. So that starts off that whole side mission with her after that main mission. Yeah. So, and there, there's a bunch of these guys. I mean, Pan Am is one of many that has like a pretty involving backstory. She is a love interest if you play as a male. <coughs> and uh, yeah, she's, it, it's pretty cool that the, the tribe is called the Alvocados, which is way too close to avocados. I uh, wish they'd have yeah, picked a different time. fucking name because that's all I heard when they said it, and it always made me chuckle. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, these guys are, you know, living out in the desert and stuff, and they're they're really cool. Like, there's a bunch of characters, backstories um, that you can learn of, Mitch and Bobby, Teddy, uh, Scorpion, um, all fairly major characters. On later on where you save them from getting shot up. Yeah, there's a, all kinds cool. of different stuff. Um, you can get a tank. There's a mission with that. And, oh, yeah, the tank. And then there's, you know, missions with uh, Carrie, who is still alive because, as I said, rich people can live forever. So, like, uh, Carrie and Rogue and uh, various other people from the band Samurai and stuff, they're all still alive. They're older, but they all basically look fine because they're rich. And that's, you know, that's probably how things will play out if we figure out a way to completely defeat uh you know father time it'll probably only be available to the rich so look forward to that um and they address that and stuff and you you can do things like uh let johnny take over your body throughout various points in the games one of which is where you can like get the band back together and play with uh samurai although like 
one of the members there's a spat between two members and you have to like choose which one i choose chose the black chick because she seemed in the right um yeah i did too yeah and yeah you can play on stage i was talking to kujo a little i think pre-show like he really liked the music of samurai i thought it was kind of dull and all the scenes uh that you get with johnny where like people like johnny's taking over your body and you're playing guitar uh and they're like oh no one can play like that except for johnny silverhand like in fact that's how you convince carrie that you are johnny and then later in the game like there's an ending with johnny where there's this kid that's like no one plays like silverhand how'd you do that and it's like no kid like the the stuff that, that he was playing is like circling fists it's like all power chords like i could teach anyone that's never played guitar to play those riffs within a day uh it is not hard i wish they would have actually found someone that could play guitar for those <laughs> parts because like they, they're talking up johnny silverhand to be this like insanely good guitarist and shit and uh the guitars that they have to back that up are really pathetic which is unfortunate um you know keanu can actually play guitar even i feel like he you know i've listened to a lot of dog star that's the name of his band he plays bass for um but even he could play guitar better than the, the guy that they ended up uh using so uh, that kind of annoyed me um but yeah, like, like, I was telling, like I was saying, to me, I don't know anything about music, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was really cool. But I guess if you're on the other side of it, it you can see the technical stuff. And you're like, oh, this is basic stuff. Yeah, well, but, that, that's the thing too. Is like when I play guitar, like you know, I know I'm not a very good guitarist. I'm like mediocre, and uh, like if I'm playing, like I have a lot of friends that play guitar, and if we're passing around a guitar at a party or something. You know, I can hold my own, but they don't think I'm, like, amazing or anything. But then I have friends that don't play guitar, and I'll play, like, something really simple, you know, for them sometimes or whatever. And they'll be like, dude, that's awesome. You know, how long did that take? And it's like, no, dude, this is, like, the easiest shit. Believe me, this is nothing, you know. So I get it. Um, It's all about perspective, you know. It'd be like... uh, Yeah someone doing something with computing that i have no idea about and uh, it would just all be greek to me you know it'd be like wow what you're doing is amazing they'd be like no actually this is the easiest shit ever you know kind of thing but uh for me personally it was like okay well this is kind of sad and pathetic i wish they'd actually gotten someone good you know uh but whatever um but yeah that's basically the story like once you get to the point where uh, that uh, lady, and I can't remember her name, it's a Japanese name, it's like Yakakura or something. Once you get to the point where that chick wants to like meet with you, uh, that's the point of no return, more or less. Like, you can, after your ending, you can go back and keep playing. It's like there's a thing called like one more gig or whatever, and you can like finish a lot of the other stuff. Although mm-hmm. some of it will be locked out, I think. Um, there are certain story beats and stuff that if you don't do before this point, it gives you a warning, which is nice, uh, won't be available to you. So as as soon as I got that message, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and do literal everything else before I talk to her. And then you can talk to her. And at this point you, um, get to choose like which way you want to go. There's like four different ways you can either like go with her, um, the, the chick like kill her brother i guess i this is the one ending i didn't do and then uh she helps uh, assumably she helps you actually remove the chip and you continue living as v is that correct uh so kind of basically um you go with her you go meet the the brother and he basically tries to first you have to go 
rescued her from like some whole hotel or some house she's like her brother has like basically like put her in with guards so mm. it's like uh by Carrie's house it's like one of those mansions you know sure um so you have to go rescue her and then you go to Arasaka Tower and you go to the board meeting and you basically um she gets the engram of her dad and he's basically still alive and he's like telling her telling the board that um she's in charge now uh everything you listen to her and nice the brother sends like all his goons after you at that point so then you gotta go up to the top of arasaka tower to confront the brother well on your way up you fight um i keep blanking his name the big guy <laughs> uh, adam smasher i don't know why i keep blanking his name yeah you, you have to go fight adam smasher uh, and after that, you walk in, and the brother's just laying on the ground like a little bitch. And he's like, well, you basically won. There's nothing else for me to do anyways, yada, yada, yada. Um, so you help the sister basically take over. Well, what happens is the, uh, they use the body of the son and put the uh, – they use the engram to overwrite the son. So the, the, the dad comes back to life, basically. Oh, nice. So then to keep their promise, they send you up into space to one of the space stations where they have all their like high tech doctors and they remove Johnny from your head. But the process like you're already too far in at that point. So they're like, we can either a make you like uh, make you an engram and then we could like figure out a body to put you in. But there's. The bo- like I guess the uh, the way they explain it is your the the body has to be um, kind of compatible with the mind. Mm-hmm. They don't really explain it, you know, which is why the 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 dad can go into the sun, but there's no body to put V into. Right. So so that because basically it's Johnny's body now. It's been overwritten. Um. So you can either choose that path where they take your, uh, just make you a, a computer program, or uh, you can choose, you have like six months left to live, and you go back to Earth and re- like live out the rest of your life. Fun. So. Yeah, because I was hoping that that was the one ending where like V just got to live as V, because the other three endings are much the same. Uh, you can play as uh, Go With Johnny and Rogue, to uh, go like storm Arasaka Tower, and yeah, which is awesome when you're playing as Johnny. I thought that was cool. It's cool because Johnny takes over your body and you're playing as him. And um, unfortunately, if you choose choose this route, Rogue dies. Adam Smasher kills her. And uh, yeah, then you're given two choices at the end of that, where either you can let Johnny uh, live out uh the rest of his days in your body and you go with alt into the internet basically becoming a part of her um you know living on but in the internet as a program and Mm -hmm. johnny will take over your body and he's like living in this shitty apartment and become friends with this kid that wants to be a rock star now that he's met you as v and he's just amazed by how you play guitar and stuff and then johnny decides to leave town and buys the kid a like a really expensive guitar, and the last scene is him just like riding out of town, like saying that he's not gonna waste this life like he did his last one, 
And uh, that was kind of disappointing. I didn't care for that ending very much, but whatever. Yeah, and the other choice that you're given is uh, you can let Johnny go with Alt into uh, the Internet and live his life out there. And then you have six months left to live and you become a Night City legend where you take over the afterlife, which is Rogue's Bar. And uh, you do, before your last days are up, you do one last mission where you uh, go out to outer space to rob like a casino in space. Yeah, like that Blue Eyes guy gives you a mission, which they don't really, like it's interesting, like who is this guy? They don't really explain it. Nah, he's just somebody. And I didn't like that ending either. I thought that was kind of stupid, but you know, whatever. Um, so you're going to die, but you're going to go out with a bang, just like you and uh, Jackie always talked about. You know, it's like you'd rather burn out and die, you know, and be famous and die young than uh, be. I wish you could see that mission because all it is is like you're like going up in the space station or you're in a spaceship and then you get out and you're floating and you're floating to this other space, to the space station, but it doesn't tell you what and happens. Then, and then the... fucking credits, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, come on. At least give me, like, the last mission. Come on. Yeah, would have been nice, but whatever. So that one, and then, the Pan Am ending, which you, you can explain. I liked the Pan Am ending, um, but again, like, you're going to die, right? You die in all of them. Yeah. Like, so you you always get that six months to live type thing. Which is annoying so. because, yeah, you go in. This time, you... uh. You call the avocados to help you, and uh, because you're basically like one of them, they're like, yeah, all for one and one for all. And so this nomad tribe, including Pan Am and their leader, Saul, um, all rush into battle against Arasaka. They, like, figure out this plan, quotations, where they're going to use the tank that you stole in an earlier mission to, like, blow holes in this door so that you could get to the uh, bottom and like jack yourself in to be able to either separate from Johnny or um, which presumably if you let him take your body at this this point you just get Johnny's ending or you can stay for uh, six months and live and you live out your days with the avocados now if you choose this route um, you get the coolest fight in the game I think where like everyone's flying in uh, Arasaka is attacking you at all sides. It's just a really cool battle where you're fighting alongside Mitch and Saul and Pan Am and all these like people that you've become friends with, Teddy and Bobby. Uh, but a lot of people die. Uh, Teddy and Bobby both die. Uh, instead of uh, Rogue getting killed by Adam Smasher, Saul gets killed by Adam Smasher. Um, mm-hmm. So like from that standpoint this is the worst ending and that like a lot of motherfuckers die and then pan am becomes the new leader of the avocados and uh at the end they figure out a way to like get out of wherever they're at and go to a new area and she's like oh we know some people that might be able to help you or whatever but it's heavily implied that that's not going to happen and it ends with like you and her sitting on the tank looking at the stars knowing that you don't have long to live kind of thing. Yeah. I thought the um, alt saved you in that one, but it's still six months? It's still six months. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. Yeah. So got... there is one There is one uh, alternate. It gives you the ending where, um, like the same ending as where Johnny takes over your body. And 
you become like the legend of Night City. But there is an option if you like just let instead of choosing one of the three options, like go call Pan Am or go to the tower with the the, the daughter or uh, the other one. There's if you just let the game sit for five minutes, Johnny's like, okay, I guess you just want to do it by yourself, and you can actually go through the front door of Arasaka Tower and just, just kill everyone. Oh really? And that way, yeah, and then that way no one dies. Uh, none of the uh, side of the, characters. Uh, side characters die. That's the way you can save everyone. Okay, everyone but yourself, I guess. And then, do you get a special yeah, ending, or you still get either the Johnny slash Legend endings that way? Yep, one of those two. I see. Okay, so basically same ending, but you don't have to like sacrifice Rogue or. Uh, Right, uh, Saul or, or the avocados. All of them don't die. He's just, uh, just you. You get the six months. So no basically, <laughs> yeah, there is no good happy ending for V. Which I get it. There's some games you that that's the choice they want to uh, give you. Maybe yeah. they want to do a different story for the next one or something. I don't know. And you know, there's again, that's the story in a nutshell. Um, but there is a lot of side story where like all these characters, like some of them have like really, really in-depth side stories and stuff where you go into their lives and their past and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of missable content that is really cool. And I mean, it's very much like The Witcher 3 where everything is uh, very in-depth and uh, as deep as you want it to be up to and including there are just like uh, readable shards all over the game that like. A lot of them will play into these stories where if you want to even read more and go more in-depth on this stuff, you can do so. And it's like literal books worth of shit that you can read in-game. So that it's it's cool, you know. Uh, the story's good. It's well-written. It's uh, incredibly well-acted. I have uh, some problems with, uh, like, the romance stuff. Like, a lot of it felt a little out of place and or forced. The only... The only one that really makes sense to me was uh, Pan Am, but maybe that's just because I'm like a cis white male. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But like Carrie's like just comes out of nowhere. Like if you just happen to be a man, he like tries to kiss you during that like mission where you like um, blow up the boat um, and you can like romance him after that. Uh, Judy, like you, hers makes a little bit of sense actually. Uh, you could like go on a scuba diving thing with her and learn about her past and so on and so forth. And then you can, uh, depending on your answers on various things throughout her dialogues, you can uh, romance her, which I did. And it, it was, you know, it was fine. Uh, I, I liked her as a romance option. And then there's River, who is like the thirstiest. Uh, I played as a woman and he just comes at you like both guns man and like has his nephews like in on it where they're like trying to get, set you two up and it's yeah i i was like okay come on man like i already like made several indications that i had no interest in him and he just keeps pushing and i was like i started like i get an inkling of how like some women must feel when it, like guys like really after him you know i was like wow this is yeah uncomfortable as shit because you know after one time you should back off right but this guy keeps coming at you and uh yeah he's like he's the one that you can do if you're a female he's the straight male that'll come after you and then there's um pan am who if you're a male uh she's uh becomes the leader of the avocados uh but she's uh 
she's great. I, I like Pan Am's character quite a bit. Uh, you can go after her as a lover interest. She's a little but firecracker. What's that? So she's a little firecracker. She got that. She's got a toot on her. Yeah, she does. She she's great. I I loved her as a character. I really liked uh, Claire too. I wish she was a romance option, but they didn't allow that. Yeah. Um, she's a chick that works at the afterlife that uh, ends up being like I had no idea, but ends up being a trans woman. And uh, it's just, I thought she was hot as hell. I was like, oh, okay, you're trans, whatever. Uh, but yeah, she is not a romance option. I thought she was going to be one. Maybe they'll DLC that in. And then Rogue, I felt like should have been a uh, romance option, which you can kind of romance anytime you're with Johnny. Yeah. You can like go on a date with her and you can make out with her at the end of the game if you choose to let Johnny take over. Well, don't they sing uh, at the movie theater or is it like... Like no, she, she pushes you off. Like they're they're like heavy making out in the car and stuff and then she's like, No, this this doesn't make sense, you know, it's too late. Well it's also kinda weird, like the with Rogue and Carrie, like V is like you know, like John, especially for Rogue, um, it's like V's body, so it's almost like she's kinda raping, like it's not you know, really right. yeah. uh, Johnny's body. Yeah, so maybe exactly, that's why exactly. she stops it. Yeah, it's a little rapey. Also, also, Rogue is like ninety years old at this point. So is Carrie, oh, and yeah. like it's kind of, to me like I was like, oh, Carrie's like super old. How's like how's that like a romance option? It's kind of weird. I mean, me, he but. doesn't look a day over thirty though, and Rogue like if you look up clo- if you look up closer, they look old in their face. Yeah, when when you get they they look a little older. I still thought Rogue was hot as fuck. Uh, I like girls with silver hair anyway. And she still has like a rocking body. She just, you know, her face is a little old when you get up close and stuff. But I was down. I was, you know, maybe I'm just not as, uh, uh, I don't know the word right now. But you know, I, I was, I was down for all that shit. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd be well, with Rogue. She wasn't I'd... pretty, but I'm just saying it was just. These young and they're old. It's just, I don't yeah. know. Well, age is just well, a number. Uh, I thought Judy's uh, side quest or her backstory is probably the best. Where. You go uh, scuba diving with her, and she opens up and gives you, you her whole back. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really, really, really well written, you know? Yeah, it was really good, and there's a lot of missable stuff on there, too, where you can, like, find items, and she'll, like, tell you little backstory. She'll be like, oh, that's the doll of this little girl that was lived down the road and stuff. Because, like, her whole town ends up underwater when, like, uh, like some deal goes through, and they basically put the a lake. Yeah. Yeah. They take so, over the dam and they flood the basin or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, she has an interest in scuba diving, so and she's always wanted to go back to visit her town, but she's never had uh, the the heart to do so by herself. So she takes you as a trusted friend or slash romance potentially, um, which this is the point in which you can romance her if you're a female, and I did, and it was it, it made sense, you know, uh, and uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You get to learn her backstory and about her life and stuff. And uh, she didn't live a particularly great life. Um, and it's understandable how she ended up as she did and such. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, everything story-wise is, is written really well for the most part. There's like genuinely good motivations behind, <coughs> you know, everybody and everything. Um, 
and all the voice acting is incredibly good. There's only a few times where I felt the voice acting was bad. Um, like some of Keanu stuff comes off as wooden and some of like the big characters when you were talking to various people throughout um, uh, Night City. Uh, some of those didn't sound like particularly great, but you got to understand too, like there's so much voice acting done. Like every uh, just character you see that spawns that's walking around has like two or three things of dialogue that they can say. And uh, assumably, you know, like I didn't run into, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't remember running into like uh, NPC type that like I didn't see like a big fat white guy that had the same voice as like a skinny black guy or something like everybody even like on the smallest level had their own dialogue and such and their own voice acting which really made it feel more like a real world as opposed to not unfortunately the NPCs are like just terabad as far as their AI goes uh, which made it feel really video gamey so (laughs) it's like a give and take there but I really did like the story quite a bit on this. Yep. Uh, so I guess we can go ahead and give our ratings. Um, I, t- to me, I thought the game was like just go on main story um, and the side story, side quests that tie into it. Um, I loved it. I loved all the stories. Even like River was, I think, the weakest one to me. Even that story where you save his nephew, like, was really well done. Even though I didn't like River that much. Yeah. Um, his his whole story was good. Um, so that was cool. I I, I, don't know, I just got CD Project Project Red. If anything, they can tell a good story for sure. Um, that, that's why I'll always play every one of their games that they'll ever make. Yeah. Um, me too. regardless of bugs or whatever, they at least get the you know, the role-playing part of the game, right? You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, I'm, so, I, I'm down with that. So uh, I'm giving it a four and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I As far as River goes, I, I also feel like of the main characters, he's the weakest. Although that whole quest with saving his nephew is really fucking good. Like, going to the brain dance and, like, that guy's, like, backstory and how he became crazy and stuff, really creepy stuff. You know, he's got those yeah. boys on life support that he, you know, it's just really well done. So, like, even his, like, like his, his character, I didn't care for, like, just big, beefy jock guy that wants in my snatch. I didn't really like that. <laughs> but, like, he's acted well, and, in fact, like, just having that attitude is, like, very realistic. So, I can't really fault it for that. And, and being... I was gonna say I kind of wanted the sister to be like a love interest too. That'd be cool. It would have been, yeah, because she's interesting and like she's a single yeah. mother raising what is three kids. You three know, kids. she's got the one that's three older, kids. and then yeah. that you save, and then the two younger ones, uh, which I had a lot of fun with those. Like I, I kept blowing up like everything around their house with bombs and stuff, and they just like no one noticed or you know because of video game and like it shot a pole through the little boy's back as he was like eating his food. And so he's got this pole just sticking through his chest and like making no comment on it or anything. And I took a picture of that and posted it to Twitter with like, I'm sure he's fine. And it's like, no, that kid's definitely dead. But that's, you know, more of gameplay thing. But yeah, the story is superb, man. Uh, I almost want to give it a five out of five, even though like there's no such thing as perfect. Uh, This is as close as you're going to get in a video game. This is like so well written. This is... uh, 
this is the top of the pops when it comes to as, as far as storyline. Unfortunately, you do have to wade through a lot of bad gameplay to get that story, but that shouldn't take yeah. away from the story. So I, I will give that a five. Five. Cool. Um, yeah, I just thought that uh, Witcher to me is like the high. Witcher three is like the high bar five, and I thought that was the story didn't wasn't as engaging on some of the like. Like even Witcher, like on Witcher three, some of like the one the the like the gig quest, you know, like where you just randomly roll up into it were interesting. Whereas this one, some of those were kind of just fall flat. Sure. So that's um, kind of that's why I took away a half point on that. I I do feel like a lot of that comes from the fact that I played The Witcher like five years after it came out too. So they probably fixed several of those that were oh, added yeah, to them. Sure. Um, and yeah, some of this like is just from the fact that we're playing this like basically in beta you know yeah. um yeah but like the stuff that is there the main storyline stuff and all the main characters is so good uh that i i don't want to detract any points for that side story shit so okay yeah that's fair all right that uh brings us to the next musical break um i chose uh never fade away uh but the samurai edition um I know you don't like it, but I thought it was really cool. Like when I, when you're on stage and you're playing it, and you, you're strumming the guitar and you do the solo. I don't yeah. know. I got I I liked it. You hated it. Whatever. But uh, that that stuck with me. So uh, this is the Never Fade Away Samurai Edition.
Okay, so that was Never Fade Away, Samurai. Uh, the reason I say Samurai, there's a couple remixes with uh, there's a Carrie version, I think, mm-hmm. and there might be a diff- another version after that, right? I don't know. There's a couple versions of these I songs. Know. I don't know. The, whoever the vocalist is for Samurai that does Carrie's vocals is fucking terrible. I hate it. That guy's, I mean, it, really? it's worse than, I said uh, while you were away, I said it was like Nickelback. It's worse than that. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely like his vocals are just fucking terrible. I was like, well, whatever. And then the guitars are like high school level simplicity. And st- I just, I didn't like anything done on stage there. It's like I said uh, off just a second ago, it sounds like guitar hero type stuff to me. Everything was just like really bleh. And not in the sense that the music sounded like guitar hero stuff because there's a lot of good songs on guitar hero. I meant like in the sense that you've got this very fake crowd. You know, and like you're doing stupid oh, stuff, okay. like throwing devil horns and whatever. It was just... Okay, yeah, we we can get more into that uh, music coming up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next up is visuals. Um, so I don't know if you want to go ahead and take this one. I'm not. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll get into yeah, it. Uh, I played. I played it on PS4, which. Uh, my understanding is that on the PS4 it doesn't look as good as it does if you're playing it on a next gen or I guess current gen at this point console uh, like PS5 or the Xbox Series X or whatever they're calling that fucker and then like there's a new graphics card that is very hard to get I forget the numbers of it because I don't follow that shit but my brother-in-law was also playing Cyberpunk and he was really needing that graphics card to be able to play it optimally and I watched him play it a little bit here and there and it looked much worse without that card on his PC uh, than it does on the PlayStation 4. Um, on PS4, uh, it looked pretty good. Sometimes I had problems with things loading. I can only assume that that's because the game is so big and it's playing on last-gen console. You know, it's seven years, eight years old now. Uh, but, like, everything looked really good. Like, when you saw, say, Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, it looked like fucking Keanu Reeves. Um, all the different NPCs, like I said, they're just people walking around the streets and stuff. Um, they have idle animations where you can like walk up right next to them. They look very close to real people. All the cars had, you know, uh, good animations, r- incredible fucking lighting effects and stuff. The city of Night City itself looked really good. There's a lot of eye candy and stuff to look at. Um, just trash everywhere, little things, um, up to and including like, uh, homeless people holding up signs and things like that where you could walk up and actually read the sign uh, or like pop cans and stuff on the ground where you could actually read the, I mean, just little things, you know, but they're everywhere. Um, it still felt a little bit like, uh, you know, like I recently played uh, the original Last of Us on the PS3 and that looked comparable, right? And that was, what, 10 years ago almost at this point? Um, so I feel like the visuals could have been better, but for the type of game that it is, you know, this is a big open world game. Uh, it's not something as tight as the last of us. That's like super linear. Um, yeah. Uh, it looked really fucking good. Um, it did have a lot of problems with clipping a lot like, and stuff like that, uh, that took away from it sometimes. Uh, Overall, though, I felt it was 
pretty good. I liked it. Uh, there was so many different outfits that there were so many different guns and, and even mm-hmm. of those guns, you would have like, say an Ashura or whatever. There would be ones that were different colors and painted all crazy and, you know, so on and so forth. And then you could add things to that gun, you know, in the way of sights and silencers and whatever else and make it look even more different. Uh, just very cool. You know, I, I liked that. I, I like that kind of variation in the game and stuff. So, I felt the visuals were pretty fucking good. I I guess like this is probably going to be our shortest section because there's not much else to talk about. Like it it still felt a little weird and it always will until they get it down perfect for like the sex scenes. Like the sex scenes in The Witcher aren't something that you're going to like <laughs> It's like two boards rubbing against each other. <laughs> yeah, it's just like two plastic looking bodies, you know, bumping against each other. Uh this looks a little better than The Witcher did, but not a lot you know and like whenever you go to kiss someone it looks really creepy uh that's you know they haven't perfected that yet and whatever you know if you're one of these guys is wanking it to this kind of stuff you know more power to you i'm glad you can do that i cannot i'm talking to you nick um (laughs) nick famously uh revealed on one of these episodes that he uh once masturbated to like some game years ago um but yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is that they, that looks a little weird, uh, but that's fine. You know, I personally, I wouldn't in, like put that stuff in period. Like I don't, I don't need to see two plastic looking weird wooden sex dolls rub up against each other, but some people are into that. So whatever. Um, yeah, you can just, you can do like so much more just by implying it. Like they go into bed, cut to black. Yeah, you know, do the old, like, uh, turn the camera toward the fireplace with the roaring fire, you know, with a, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, would have been better, like, not that I, I didn't like seeing Julie naked, because her character animation is pretty good, and she's got a nice body or whatever, but uh, it's still very fake, it's the equivalent of seeing it in, like, a cartoon or whatever, it's not, it shouldn't be, in, watch- true. <laughs> If you want to watch porn, you can watch porn and it's real, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so. people, but you know, whatever. I, I get, I get it to some extent. So, but, uh, yeah, this, like I said, this is going to be a short section cause I can't really say much more as far as the animation, uh, playing it on the PS4, I did have a lot of textures and stuff that would load later, especially if I was like running full bore, I would get into an area and like certain things would just appear like, um, you would run into a new area and know that there was going to be a, uh, uh, one of those stations that would, uh, fast travel you or like a drop box or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And you would know it was there and you'd run up to it and it wouldn't be there. And then it would like come into view like a second or two after you arrived, um, or like, uh, graffiti on walls and things like that. Like it wouldn't be there and then it would appear as you ran up and stuff like that, which was kind of annoying, but that's just all part of it running on last gen console, I think. So I'm still going to give this like a fairly good rating. I'm going to say like a four, um, because it is a good looking game. Like it could definitely look better, but as big as and expansive as it is, um, it looks pretty fucking good. It's not like Spider-Man levels of good, and that was nearly as big, so they definitely could have done better, but I feel like Spider-Man for its time is a 5 out of 5, so. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right with you. I'm going to give it a 4 as well. Um, I thought 
uh, I like, you know, like the clothing designs were pretty cool. Some of the t-shirts were cool. I bought a samurai t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> huh? You mean you bought one in real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. The CD project, they have their like own website. You can go there, buy a couple of the t-shirts. Yeah. I might um, end I up like, doing that too. Like that, that sounds pretty cool actually. Yeah. So you can buy like Johnny's hair t-shirt, the one with like the, the face and the, and like the popping the pills one, you know? Yeah. Oh, or like the samurai one. There's a couple other ones, maybe. Yeah, like. But that was. That jacket that would be like cool if I had a motorcycle. <laughs> the, yeah. The one with or the Halloween. pop-up collar that lights up and shit. If you want to go as V for Halloween, you get that. Um, sure. But uh, but it does like it's not gonna look as cool as it is in the game. Like that jacket, you can like. It, it'd be very hard to pull off in real life. Yeah, you would. But almost... T-shirt is a T-shirt. You would almost have to look like like Keanu Reeves to look cool in that. You would, you know, and that motherfucker would look cool in a trash bag. So, right, you know, uh, the gun designs I thought were cool. Um, the animations, like when you're killing people, like the they were really realistic looking, and they died realistic looking. I thought, yeah. Um, uh, just yeah, it was just there was it like good. Uh, vantage points that were really cool where like you would look over a mountain onto the city and it it was you know really beautiful and things like that or jump to the top of a building and overlook everything and you know there was really really cool stuff yeah so I'm gonna give this four as well cool you said four alright that brings us to music slash voice acting. So, uh, I'll start since I know you hated it, but I thought Keanu was awesome. I love Keanu, and I, you're right. There are some parts where he does get a little wooden, but I don't know if that's just that's just him. I, I don't know if that's bad acting or not, but I think that's just the character. Like he just kind of is like that. I don't know. I I guess maybe I'm get, uh, being biased and probably over. Uh, I'm overhyping Keanu, but I loved him. Uh, I thought it was perfect for the role. He's good. Um, uh, I thought the actor that did V's voice, uh, like the male V, I thought was really good. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the male, the male V. I, but... I did. I, I listened to it, but and yeah, he was good. I, I did the female V. She's amazing. She has like this really smoky voice. Um, a lot of emotion yeah. comes through on her. voice. She was amazing. I don't know who the voice actress is, but I intend to look her up at some point because uh, she she is really great. Yep. Um, the music. Uh, I thought there's some really good music in this game. There's like a lot of. There's a huge mix. Um, when you're in the car driving, there's, like, something for everyone, pretty much. Like, pretty much, um, yeah. Outside of, like, country, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, there's no country, but uh, it's the future country's dead, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But, yeah, there's even, like, a Spanish, like, Latin stations and stuff, and some of that was pretty good. I was surprised to find uh, Miles Davis. There's a, a channel that's literally just called, like, uh, Blue City which uh, one of Miles' most famous um, 
albums is called uh, I think it's called A Kind of Blue and it's one of like Rolling Stone's top 10 albums of all time which is how I stumbled onto it years ago I was like well I'm going to take this list of Rolling Stone's top albums of all time and like give everything on it a listen and I really enjoyed Miles Davis he took a while to get into because I, I never was really like big into jazz but like he after listening to it a few times because like the they really talked up that album um, I, I've started to get it. I don't know how else to put it. It's like, I, I don't know, certain types of music, like, I won't like at first. Like, I remember not liking the Beastie Boys when I first heard them. I thought they were not a great band, and now I fucking love the Beastie Boys <laughs> because I had some... Oh, yeah. ver- I love Beastie Boys. Yeah, I had some friends that were like, no, they're really great. You should listen to their stuff. And then, like, I forced myself to listen to them a bit, and, like, over you know listening to a few songs a few times i was like no you know what these guys are actually good it's just like i wasn't hearing it right or whatever it was bumping off me and uh, that's how like jazz was for a lot of years and how it is to a lot of people i feel like but them incorporating uh actual smooth jazz into this and especially like miles davis and they're like uh it's just straight up him you know it's amazing and uh yeah so the music was really great all the voice acting was incredible um so i looked up that voice actor for you okay her name is Sharamae lee hmm. and she's just basically a very accomplished voice actor well she's so, amazing she's amazing she's done pokemon sword art she's done all the sword art online uh oh, stuff cool. she was she was actually in the last of us part two as a voice so she's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, she she's great. Um, yeah, I did have problems with Keanu, but I've I've had problems with Keanu as an actor too. Like, and again, it's gonna come off like, oh, you hate Keanu? No, I don't. I love Keanu Reeves. Like, I think he's uh, as far as like Hollywood actors go, he's incredible. He's one of the nicest, most down to earth people for being like a multi multi millionaire. Uh, but there are certain things that Keanu just cannot do, you know. And unlike say like a Brad Pitt's another example whereas early on Brad Pitt could not do like dramatic stuff like when he was in seven the whole scene with what's in the box like that is such terrible acting <laughs> it's so fucking cringy um but now he could handle it like Brad Pitt has become like at some point he became a good actor like if you look a uh, burn after reading and stuff like that like some of his more recent stuff like he's incredible whereas Keanu is still very much the same type of actor he was 25 30 years ago whereas like if it's action say point break you know was one of his early movies he was fucking great in that that movie's amazing you know speed that movie's amazing Keanu was great in that and then you look at other movies of that era like uh Bram Stoker's Dracula, where he tries to do an English accent, or Dangerous Liaisons, where he tries to do an English accent, and it's just the fucking worst. He can't do that. He doesn't do well with, uh, like, love stories, like, uh, what was it, November Rain, or whatever that he did with Charlie's Theron was a terrible fucking movie, you know, and or even uh, Hardball, where he, like, coaches the Little League team, or whatever, you know, he, he, he does a very... Sp- specific type of role and this is the type of role that he's good in you know action you know a rock star that makes sense you know um but there are 
points in this when you're listening to his dialogue where it's very wooden. It comes across as uh, just he's very bored, and I get that, and I forgive him for it, honestly, because he does so much fucking dialogue in this game. It's unreal, and to ask a triple-A actor, or not, whatever you call it, you know, the top of the pops as far as actors go, to be doing something of this magnitude, of course they're going to be bored. Even someone as uh, cool and low-key as Keanu. So, you know, I... I I forgive him for that. The one thing I can't forgive, but I'm not going to take away points for, is how many people refer to the Corps, the uh, Militech Corps, the Army Corps, whatever, as corpse. Um, female V always called it Corps. Uh, Johnny Silverhand always said corpse, even though he was a member of the Corps at one point. Uh, and someone military would never, ever pronounce it as corpse. Uh, so that took the out of like the character when he would talk about his time in the core and he would say yeah my time in the corpse i was like oh keanu i wish someone had like <laughs> stopped him and was like actually it's pronounced core uh, oh but it's got a p in it no that's just how it's spelled just you know it's kind of like the game hardcore uh contra hardcore is spelled hard corpse and when i hear people call it hard corpse i'm like how does that make sense it's hardcore that makes sense right oh yeah good you know okay so to school anyone that uh in the future that reads c-o-r-p-s that is core uh it just looks weird um but yeah it you know the music's pretty fucking good i hated most of samurai shit but there is so much good in here. Of course, there's going to be tracks I don't like. And then the voice acting is so good. I almost want to give it a 5 out of 5, but I'm going to give it a 4.5, I think. Yeah, I've been uh, going back and forth. Like, is it a 4.5 or a 5? Like, I usually don't like music this much. So just because I really notice it and I never notice music really, I think I'm going to give it a 5 just because I, I don't no, know, like... There's some interesting things like there's like uh like the band that carry like <laughs> they're like the Asian pop band and then Carrie like does a song with them <laughs> and it's just it's so unique. I'm not saying it's great, but it's just unique in the way it sounds. Yeah, they they really do try and make a lot of the music sound as though it's from the future and I appreciate that. Um, a yeah. lot of it bounces off of me though because it's just so poppy and simplistic and I'm just, that's not my taste. Uh, yeah. You know, not to be like a snob, but it, it's kind of like um, a good way of putting it would be like if you drink wine and like all you've ever had is fucking box wine, that's fine. Like it tastes fine to you. But like if you're drinking like the really expensive bottles of wine, you start to notice all these like undertones and little, you know, things. And then if you try to go back to box wine, it tastes like fucking swill. It's kind of like that. Or like if you ate, you know, McDonald's every day. And then at some point in your life, you came into money and you started eating out like at nicer restaurants. You could never go back to McDonald's. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's like, no, I understand. Yeah, I don't want to sound snobbish. Like, the music is, some of it, like, that stuff is fine. Like, I could see me being into it, but uh, at an earlier date in my life, like, at the point I'm at now, I just can't go back to that type of music. Right. But there is music in this that is catered towards people of my taste as well. Like I said, they got fucking Miles Davis in this. Um you can't get much more virtuoso level music as far as talent and stuff goes than Miles Davis. He is a god, you know, so. And also, like, 
um, the situational music where you're sneaking in, there's like music for that, there's mm-hmm. like, you know, where you get caught, like, then the music changes, like, and, all that's done really, really well. And, and it's different depending on the area you're in, too, which is really nice, and then... Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. It was really well done. Yeah, like I keep wavering. I'm just like you. I'm wavering back and forth between like a four five or a five on as far as vocals and stuff, um, or re- rather vocals slash music. So yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with a four five. You go with five. It's like it's damn near perfect. Is basically what we're saying. Yeah, even like the sounds as you're walking around. Like the only thing I guess I would say, uh, I did notice that was kind of annoying is the the fake running sound when you're running oh, yeah like it's so like the can like you hear if you ever hear someone running on a tv show that's that sound yeah it's not like really the way someone sounds when they're running like they didn't need to do that and, like, and you it, just have them running with the, so that's the only thing i can say i noticed that would bother me but after a while, I didn't notice it anymore. And it didn't seem to match up with my movement speed by the end of the game because I was right. wearing Johnny's shoes and I had other things that increased movement speed. So I was like retarded fast. And like it did not sound, it did not match up. After a while, you get used to it. But yeah, that's just a video game standpoint, though. That's less uh, sound and more, you know, it's uh, gameplay or something. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um,. Next music break is you. Yeah, and the song is a Miles Davis tune. I didn't want to subject people to um, some of the longer tracks that are on here because there's some stuff that is very long. This is one of the shorter ones, I believe. It's got a weird spelling, but I believe he wants it to be uh, generic is the way that's pronounced, I want to say. So this is uh, Generic by Mr. Miles Davis.
Okay, that was Generic by Miles Davis. Um, so next category is overall uh, score. And as Brent would used to say, uh, it's our expectations versus reality. And there's a couple different ways you could go with this. Yeah. Um, going in, I, I didn't play it right off like day one, so I knew there's bugs. So I knew what I was getting into. I could have got a refund and I could have said fuck this game but you know Witcher 3 is what it is and I hide, I hold that game in such a high like standard and it's like the the modern day you know RPG to me I don't know how you feel about it but yeah, that's, same. I have high esteem so I was playing this game no matter what I knew there was going to be some bugs I was going to take a I, don't get me wrong when that game crashes and like luckily that thing auto saves every ten minutes because mm-hmm. uh, there were some points where I didn't save. I was like, "Fuck," you know, and I lost ten minutes, but it was only ten minutes. But uh, it was quite often in the beginning, and maybe you're when you're listening to this now, it's like perfect, buttery smooth, everything's amazing, and I hope that is where they get to it. Um, but I knew going in, and I was I was really going for the story and the experience. Uh, when there's, you know, when it's not buggy and you're just experiencing the gameplay for what it is, mm-hmm. it's great. It's awesome. The only thing I'd say is the car, like driving. I hate driving, but other than that, like the actual, like, you know, you're in the mission. Even when you're you're uh, sneaking, it, it, it's its th- its own thing. It's not great, but it's still good. It's not yeah. like Metal Gear Solid sneaking good, but nothing is. <clears throat> But, yeah. you know, the way I play the game, I loved it. Like, I, the, the style I found that worked for me, and I'm sure everyone has their own. Like, you had the, the blades. I had my gun. Um, I don't normally use gun either. I just, that's what I liked uh, for this game. And I, I had a good time. Obviously, we both are kind of on that. Uh, we both had a good time. We both, I platinumed it uh, 100%. I loved it. I didn't. I mean, I was getting bored at the end when I, all the story missions were done, and it was just the, the like you know, the police scanner stuff. But yeah. up until I did all the side missions, like I, I couldn't wait to play it, you know. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like <clears throat> using the phrase uh, "expectations versus reality," I was uh, kind of expecting this to be the best thing ever uh because it's from a company that made witcher 3 and this had been in development for what like seven eight years and it's based off a a property um that i'm like familiar with and love like cyberpunk is uh a genre that's not oft used and it's one of my absolute favorite genres like i love blade runner as a film i love snatcher as a game uh, shadow run all that stuff so this felt like it was catered and made for me so i was fully expecting this to be like uh top five game ever for me right and then uh initially i, I started to bounce off it a little bit because of all the glitches and stuff like that uh but then like i found that despite the glitches i was having a lot of fun you know if it wasn't for low time and all the weird glitchy shit this would have been you know, top three of favorite games as is, I still think it's like a top 10 favorite game of mine, you know, probably on the lower end of that, but it's a fucking amazing game. So like I expected it to be fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. Uh, is it as good as I wanted to be? No. Um, but it might get there. 
Right, with all like you're saying, with all the DLC and future updates and stuff, it, this may become uh, one of the best games ever, especially with all the negative press that it got initially. CD Projekt Red is really like going to push a lot into this to make it better because they're known for doing that, you know, known for releasing things well after the fact for their games and stuff. So, you know, this time, two, three years from now, this game might just be insanely good. Will it be that good on the PS4? Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to play it on the next-gen systems to get to the level that they want it to be. And probably they should have uh, nixed it being on the PS4 to begin with because this is just too ambitious to be on that platform. But, you know, that would have cost them a ton of money and I wouldn't have been able to play it right now because I do not as of yet have a next-gen console or, a, I guess now, again, a current-gen console. But, uh, yeah. That's a whole other... That's a whole other bag of worms. Yeah, it's a, it's a superb game, man. Um, my expectations were 5 out of 5. What I got was... And it's only because of, you know, my, minor equips here and there. You know, I've like I said, I've got a lot of problems with this game. Jeez, um, I, I want to say 4 or 4 or 5. I, I'll go with... I'll go with four because I did have a lot of problems. You know, it wasn't just a few. So I'll go with a four as far as uh, my overall experience goes. But know that if it wasn't for the glitches and such, that it would have been closer to a five, if not a five. Yeah, and I'm right there. I'm also a four. So, yeah. Uh, I, th- I mean, I, th- I still have uh, faith in CD Project Red. I think that uh, out. Like the people who made this game are still good people, still good game makers. It's just I think uh, some of the executives made some decisions mm-hmm. that were based on money, and that's what happens in life sometimes, where the company gets too big and then things start going downhill. And I hopefully this is not a trend, like uh, um, you know the the guys that made Mass Effect and Dragon Age. You know, like the, yeah. they were great games. And then they got bought out by what EA? Yeah, that's, and then it went down. That's unfortunately so. the problem. A lot of times, when money gets involved, is you know I I can imagine these uh, stockholder meetings and stuff where they're like, oh, we have to get this game out by this date on this system or we're going to lose out on potentially, you know, tens of millions of dollars. I get that, you know, from that standpoint, but at the same time, like it creates an inferior product and uh, feels rushed and so on and so forth. And that's what we're dealing with. (laughs) But the next game will sell less because they don't have as much faith in you. I mean, I'm sure they lost some, some like, you know, all the pre like how many, like it's the the most sold like pre-sale game ever. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, the most, uh, so they won't do that. That's not going to happen again for them. You know, they ruined, they burned that bridge for at least that. Yeah. To some extent, you know, um, there are those of us like you and I, I, I think it would take another three actually bad games at this point to make me not want to play CD project red games. Like I, yeah, I would sure. probably buy the next three, even if all three of them were stinkers. Um, and then after that, I would probably start, but you know, there's enough goodwill even like with this game. I love this game. I, I, it has its problems, but there's enough goodwill between this and Witcher three that I will probably buy everything they put out from now until the day I die. Uh, but then there's people that one bad game, uh, and they're done, you know, and there's a lot of people that 
won't play another CD Projekt Red game, so that's unfortunate. Um, is what it is. Yep. <clears throat> All right, that uh, brings us to our last category, which is uh, replayability, extra content. Um, replayability, uh, not right now. There's not a new game plus. Right. And it's not like you can do all the different endings. Uh, I guess if you count rehab, like giving you that option to start, like you can at least replay the endings, you know? So yeah. I think that gives it a couple more points because you don't have to replay the whole game to get the endings. Right. Know? And that that's cool. There is some replayability in that uh, there are the three different options that you can choose from and the fact that you can choose a male or a female V. Uh, because yeah. that will change dialogue and romance options, so you can play through uh, as one or the other, and as di- you know, a nomad, a corpo, or a street kid, and have different dialogue options and some small quests that differentiate as well. So there is replayability in that way. Um, I started a new game, and it was very hard for me to put it down. I played like four or five hours into the nomad campaign as a. Uh, a completely different character. Uh, I still chose female because I was just testing the Nomad thing and I was just like, you know, I love her voice acting so much. But if I were to play through this fully again, I'd probably play as a male just to uh, to see those, you know, various changes and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there is replayability. And also, like, the last day I was playing on this, which was two days ago now, there was an update where there's a QR code that appears um, in the bottom corner where you can uh, start the game with additional stuff depending on your playthrough or some shit, which uh, I guess you can play black back through with uh, items and stuff that you normally wouldn't have. Uh, hmm. So that adds some kind of replayability there. And then in the future, I'm sure there will be even more because that's the way CD Projekt Red does, right? Yeah, and I, and I think we'll whenever that is uh, exhausted and they finally got all the content out it would probably do, like i said we'll, we'll have to do a you know an a point five episode where we'll go over the new stuff and you know go over how either much better it is or if it's the same with the bugginess you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have a follow-up episode on this one for sure yeah and there's supposed to be online features at some point too which i don't know how that's going to be handled or what it's going to entail but some kind of you know, Battle Royale or something set in Night City. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, sounds weird to me, but that's supposed to be coming. So, yeah, right now, like, as far as replayability goes, I, you know, I, I still want to give it pretty high because, like, the idea of playing back through as a male, as, say, a corpo or whatever, um, to get those different dialogue options and to, like, choose different things to put into. Because, like, I went Blades maybe next time, I could go, you know, <clears throat> where I want to just use a rifle or just use a pistol or, uh, you know, like headshot people or whatever, or be more like a magician and use all the uh, cybernetic tools available to me and max that out or whatever. So there's a lot of different ways you can go, and you, you're you only allotted 50 points because you can only get two level 50 in this game. So you can't do everything in one playthrough. Um, so, yeah. so given that, I... I'm going to give it like a three, five, like it's still pretty high up there. Like, um, the, the one thing detracting from it for me right now is after a hundred plus hours of playing, 
you're probably not going to want to play 100 plus hours again anytime real soon. Uh, But a year from now, two years from now, I could definitely see doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to give it a three. And, yeah, maybe I wanted to replay this all the way through one day. But I don't know. Like, I did that with Witcher, and I loved every minute of it. And I did, you know, because then I did the extra content as well. Because it had been like five years since I played it, you know, five years from now, maybe this will be one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this is, I want to do it again. Oh, I'm so. sure. Yeah, this is going to be a game I will play again if I, you know, all, all things permitted, you know. Uh, so I definitely will replay it as for like wanting to do it anytime soon. This isn't one of those things where, uh, you know, it's short and sweet and it has like completely different modes of play once you beat it the first time or something like that but it's still not something where you play it and you're one and done it's not um i don't know uh some some game where like once you know the story there's no reason to keep playing it or or whatever like a night shift or something like that Um, right yeah you know so yeah it's it's definitely got replayability and i definitely will be replaying it okay uh, that brings us to the last uh, music break. I thought the chipping in the the carry Eurodyne version was really good. Um, so there's also a samurai version, which it, I think all the samurai songs are good, but they all kind of sound samey. So this is kind of a um, different version of it. Uh, so here it is, chipping in. I'm 
okay that was chipping in um yeah so uh, that was uh cyberpunk yeah chad kroger chipping in um yeah cyberpunk great fucking game uh despite uh featuring nickelback almost exclusively as the uh band that's supposed to be legendary uh really good nickelback stuff. is legendary though right fucking no um <laughs> we've been talking three hours but i do have a really cool nickelback story that is probably fake but it's still really good um <laughs> so yeah anyway i guess for another time all right uh so uh thank you everyone for listening um if you want to get a hold of us you can get us at the discord um which should be in the link uh if you're like on a our webpage or uh, your app um you can also email us at rpg show.podcast at gmail.com um you can get that link on facebook uh, at the rpg show uh there's also an amazon affiliate link if you want to uh, we get a little percentage if you click on that first before you shop on amazon um you can also listen to Blaine and James on their podcast. Uh, is it worth it? Um, we also do the RPG roundtable sometimes. It's been yeah, a minute. We need to um, do some more of those. <laughs> and we are looking. Like, we we already have done one of video games the movie. I kind of like want to do. I like doing those as because uh, they're a little bit. They're way shorter. <laughs> and they're, they're way shorter. They're super easy. You need to watch uh, yeah. joysticks like post haste. Uh, cause I watched that the other night. That movie is fucking nuts. Uh, it's, it is, it is terra bad, but at the same time you're like entertained the whole time. I don't know how to describe it, man. Uh, really bad. It's like revenge of the nerds, uh, levels of like cringiness mixed with, um, some really bad, like story beads and acting and like out of sequence acting and, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's really bad, but it's got a lot of uh, really cool shots of video games that uh, are like even predate me. You know, like stuff from the late seventies and stuff like that. Um, it it features a very young Uncle Rico uh, who has blue hair with a little strip of red. He plays a character called the Vidiot. Um, yeah, right. so <laughs> we need to do a show over that. Okay, we will then. So look forward to that, guys. Uh, you got anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can, if you want to, you can reach me at RetroKel on Twitter. I, I posted a bunch of stuff about Cyberpunk on there, so you can like check out the various glitches and stuff that I posted on there. And yeah, to find Is It Worth It podcast, that's part of the uh, Retro RPG podcast. I'm like a add-on onto theirs i'm like a podcast within a podcast so don't look up is it worth it podcast look up a retro rpg podcast and then listen to the is it worth it segments um that's about it yeah i got nothing else really uh we already covered video games movie rpg roundtable which uh yeah you know we'll we'll do more of those once i have more time right now i'm just working fucking infinite it's unreal uh i I don't (laughs) even know if yeah, I don't even know if the guy I'm working with is going to come back because they're talking about hiring someone else to fill in his position. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, dude was, you know, he's worked with the company 15 years. He hurt himself. And now after, you know, four months or whatever it's been, I think it's closer to five now, but they're just going to shit can him. So, 
Yeah, I don't know what what's going on with that, but I've been working a two-man job by myself for five months now. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it makes for less podcasting. I, I don't have time. And especially being on Cyberpunk, like, all my free time has been going to Cyberpunk. Uh, well, so. yeah, like, my, the last two months of my life have been two games, like, it... And, like, I love, like, they're great games. It's just, mm-hmm. you get that, like, anxiety. Like, I want to play. I got so many other ones I want to play. I just want to move on, you know? Yeah, at this point, if I never bought another video game, I would have more than enough to keep me entertained until long past my death. Um, <laughs> it's not even, exactly. it's not a joke. It's just, like, I, I've come to the realization that of the games that I want to play, I will not play probably a quarter of you know, what I'm wanting to play that's out there now. So it's like, you got to make a list and like, like, this is it. I have to, I'm playing this game. Yeah. Cause then I'm, you're like, Oh, what about this game? And then what about this one? There are oh, g- the, that one. games for, um, you know, like I, I did a list in my head the other day cause I talked to myself a bunch cause I'm working by myself 12 hours a day now. And I, I entertain myself in between uh podcasts when I run out of those to listen to by like making these little lists in my head where I'll be like, Hey, what's a what's the game that? And I thought it'd be a cool uh, show for the retro uh, roundup too, uh, where we talk about games that we are ashamed of not having played, and like even okay. for the, for the NES, like I've never played through Dragon Warrior three, and it's my understanding that that game is amazing story wise for an NES game, or like the Sega CD, I never played through uh, Dark Wizard which is supposed to be like one of the reasons to own a Sega CD. And I've had a copy of dark wizard for fucking ever. And it's just sitting there, you know, I've never played it. Uh, <laughs> and just shit like that, man, you know, and it, it's kind of sad. And I think it'd make for a good show because like, we could all like come clean and be like, yeah, there's this one game. I know it's good. And I know I'd love it, but just hadn't got around to it yet. And man, my list is a mile long. I can name 10 for every system ever made just about. It's kind of, except for like 3DO Jaguar or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's it's insane well, how much there's just, I'll other, never get to it. One yeah. of the Sega RPGs, like I really want to get to like, um, what's it called? The Like the Fantasy Star? Oh yeah, yeah. Fantasy Star 4 is I, excellent. Um, I've never played any of those. I always, like I want to. It's well, just I just haven't. Skip you know? one, two, and three. Like they're fine, but like they are so convoluted, over the top. Take you for fucking ever to get anywhere. Whereas four is just incredible. And then if I okay. could suggest one, if you like the aesthetic of cyberpunk, um, Shadowrun for the Sega Genesis is my absolute favorite RPG for the Genesis. And it's like a top 10 RPG period for me. It takes a while to get into it. Um, but once you do, it won't let go and you'll just be playing constantly. Uh, great little game uh i love the one for the super nintendo too they are two completely different games and they're both just amazing although the one for the genesis i feel is is better and the hacking that's something that we didn't talk about in cyberpunk hacking in cyberpunk is fucking trash uh the hacking (laughs) in uh in both in both the Shadowrun games for the 16-bit era is actually fun with the genesis one being like actually really fun like once you really get into it it's like super fun and even the super nintendo one makes uh the cyberpunk bullshit look like trash that it is 
uh, again, that's, oh, God. I, I hated every minute, every time it's like, hey, you want to hack this for some money? I was just like, after a while, I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. You got to line those numbers up, and I was just like, eh. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. It's just so boring. Like, almost it, like the Pipe Dreams mini games for hacking in Bioshock were more engaging and fun than Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and that was terrible, so yeah, forgot to mention about, that. It's about the same level, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's all I got to say. I could keep talking about video games until I literally went hoarse, so I better let you go. Yeah, we got a good three hours, so thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I think the next next thing we're probably going to do for RPG show is might be a roundup, or it might be like the bird story, uh, the one after that. Just kind of have like a smaller RPG because we're all kind of uh, burnt. We're all kind of doing our own games right now, and it just kind of so happened that Blaine and I did this one, so that's why we where we just threw it on. Uh, and, and I'm glad we episode. did. Yeah, because it's like if you don't play, it, if you don't talk about it right after you play it, you forget a lot of stuff for sure, or you it's you you misremember. And if it's fresh, we make an episode on it, and it's it's you know evergreen, like you like to say, it's it's yeah. there forever. And you can always come back and listen to it and like remember how the game was so yeah i do that a lot too with like you know i've been doing this for five six years now and i'll listen to like podcasts where i literally forgot about stuff i'll be like oh yeah i remember that you know and stuff like that it's really cool so yeah anyway all right well, thanks man uh yep thank you for uh joining me on this and uh once again uh just want to say thank you and uh until next time bye everyone Cause we lost everything We had to pay the price
Change it all 